Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 50, 51, and 52 of Lord of Chaos, Thorns, The Taking, and Weaves of the Power. Enjoy! Welcome back to season six, episode twenty-three. Um, yeah, guys, we're we're close to the end. Chris, you so close, so close, so close. Yeah. So, um, some housekeeping stuff just before I get started. No new patrons this week. Uh, I think we had Trey. Trey came on last week. Uh, well, was a newcomer. Um, we hit three hundred thousand. Oh, we haven't hit three hundred thousand downloads yet, but like we are right there. So by the end of the year, we should that's hit three hundred thousand downloads. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. They like um, us. They really like us. I, I guess I don't know why. Oh, um, so and then I love you. We're not at five hundred thousand, but yeah, yeah <laughs> it, I feel the yeah. love. I feel it the sucks. love. It's okay. Um, and then what a number. This weekend we got Wad of Fortune. So anybody watching live, um, yeah, this weekend, uh, Wad of Fortune on the YouTube's uh, Wheel of Fortune um, with Wheel of Time themed. Uh, we got um, Ar- Arcadopedia from What Spoilers coming on. Ariel Sadai, our uh, she has uh, those TikToks, and um, <laughs> and, and uh, Morgan from Podcast of the Dragon. So it's going to be like the knowledge championship of all, everything wheel of time because they know everything Ooh, about real time very cool and then the what holiday is coming up as well um december 3rd is it i shared it just today i shouldn't know these dates i should write these things down and actually prep you know i'm horrible host, it, was um, <laughs> it was it was december 3rd See, yep there you go yeah. december 3rd and and we do have a guest tonight who's actually going to be on Water Holiday as well, I heard. So, um, Jess from the Almond Study. It's 6 o'clock in the morning, my time. What the fuck Ooh. am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah. Saturday morning. Apparently getting up early. <laughs> I love those glasses, by the way. Those are beautiful. Thank you. I got them from one of those cheap glasses websites. Not Zenny, but something like Zenny. And I cannot, for the life of me, remember the name of it. Uh, okay. But well, they are working. What are you going to do? Yeah, it, it, and just hails from your favorite place in the world, Ian, Wisconsin. Win, uh, <laughs> win, Wisconsin. Well, um, Ian was stationed by, by choice, <laughs> like intentionally. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and I'm not totally surprised. I personally, having come from the South, while I spent a winter there, was surprised that people choose to live there. But <laughs> as as I met locals that are from yeah. there and continue to choose to live there, they all love it. Yep. So I guess there's a way to adapt to that cold and find a way to enjoy it. I didn't figure that out while I was there. It was well. Bad. It takes it takes time and yeah. very warm clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but there's so many like fun outdoor winter activities. That's what they keep saying. Well, I wasn't allowed <laughs> to drink and fish, and they say that's a big one. So yeah, yeah. you're stuck in a military base the entire time. Uh, rarely. And I wasn't supposed to at all while I was there with the mission we were on, but you know, we, we found a way. Yeah. Where there's a well, because honestly, alcohol, I think plays a really big part in the keeping warm. Yeah. Cause yeah. if you're drunk, you don't really notice. Cause right. you're in, what, what fort were you at? Fort, uh, oh, fort McCoy. Fort McCoy. Yeah. Oh, sure. 
Yep. Yeah. It was, it was all right. It was an experience. And I love I loved all the people I met. So that part was great. The well, ice. That's nice. Woof. The cold. I also say yeah, no, and no, yeah, all the time now. It just crept up on me. <laughs> and it's hilarious. No, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's that's oh, classic. No. It's the second one, not the first. That's all you gotta remember. <laughs> uh. <laughs> See, we oh, are already people. becoming one with our ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so a little bit of personal life. Uh, what's going on with with me? All today, all I've been doing is uh, is trying to read the Lost Metal because the new Cosmere book dropped. Uh, and I've been trying to read through that. My kids all still have the flu. What the first one I had the flu is fine now. The other two now are bad, and I I'm stuffy. So I think I don't know. Um, but last week I went to a wedding in Baltimore, which was fun. It's been mm-hmm. years since I've been to Baltimore, and I forgot how much I love that city in the right parts. Is <laughs> yeah, the key. Yeah. The key. Um, <laughs> we were we were we were in the harbor, so the harbor is beautiful and wonderful yeah. in Baltimore. And if you stay near the stadium, uh, either Camden Yards, Oriole Stadium, or the Raven Stadium, are on the water down there. Baltimore is fantastic. You stray any further away to any other places. Oh, Baltimore is a bit sketchy. Um, but that's, uh, that's a Baltimore. couple of blocks. You got to be careful. One wrong oh. turn might. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. Blah, yeah. Blah. I mean, yeah. well, that's like when we were in Charlotte for Christmas wedding. Uh, we went out. <laughs> Alan, follow me. I know where I'm going. Everything is shuttered. This does not look great. My wife comes to meet us, and the Uber driver's like, I will not drop you off here without an escort. Like, this is a bad area town. I was like, I don't know where we are. We're just going to find a bar around here, guys. Oh, no. Where did you go? I don't know. Oh, so I looked it up on GPS, and it was like only like a like a 10-minute walk. So I was like, let's go walk over there. And then it ended up being shuttered and closed. It was a bar I went to like 10 years ago. And I was like, it was really cool 10 years ago, and I went, yeah, it's not there anymore. Um, so that's yeah, a lot my... can change in 10 years. Yeah, a lot can change in 10 oh, years. Yeah. But I was like, oh yeah, I've been to Charlie before. Let's go to this cool bar. The right. bar's not there. I'm wah, okay, wah, cool. Wah. It was still a good time. Great weekend. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah, it was still a good time. So that's it for my personal life. How about you guys? What's going on? What, what kind of craziness? Ian, anything fun? Oh, all sorts. Um, I'm not going to get into even half of anything. Like, So last week I wasn't on the recording. Uh, I don't know what Chris and Alan shared, but it it was very much a mental health break for me. Um, just a lot going on. Um, obviously, transitioning from the the active duty portion, coming off of orders, getting ready to go back to my civilian job. That alone has some stresses there because it's not going as smoothly as you know I'd like it to be. Um, and all of us out there, even if you love your job, uh, I mean, I don't do it for free. Getting paid is important. You know, need a paycheck. So making sure. When one ends and the other begins is rather important. So that's added a lot of stress. Some some health scares that turned out to be just fine. Just a lot. Um, but mm-hmm. I am very thankful to be home. I'm actually recording in my own house this time. It's fantastic. I've got a beer in my hand. It's fantastic. Um, oh, yeah, alcohol. With I, I would. Yeah, with a straw. <laughs> well, I didn't want to lean my head back too much. I'm just, you know, <laughs> assessing the position I'm sitting in. This is a straw kind of night. Well, and I appreciate the commitment to not uh, to avoiding spillage. Yes, that's that's pretty uh, cool. Not going to abuse the alcohol here. There you go. In that way, in other ways, maybe. But well, at least you're not recording the barracks anymore. I mean, that's the that's a plus. Right now, (laughs) silver linings. Trust me, this last week I've been spending a lot of time like focusing (laughs) on like what is good and having to make myself think about the good. It just 
some just stuff, life stuff. I'll, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I will. And none yeah. of it's none of it's too complicated. It's just with all of it happening at once, you know, it hits you sometimes. So, Didn't well, I want to. I'll say thanks to Chris and Alan because I totally bailed on them last second, and there wasn't even one ounce of giving me a hard time. They were just both <laughs> like, no problem. And anyways, very thankful for that. The so only I expectation you. I set was that you listened to the book I sent you. Oh yeah. Started getting into that. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, you got to like them. Like Wayne and. and <laughs> uh, Miss Corner too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've been in the throngs of training for my new job, which is. Oh, yeah, that's right. Awesome. You know, learning about all the, the regulations and the rules and the laws and the the things that go with being a banker and you know a couple in-person trainings where they're like hey you're actually pretty good at this i'm like yeah i've I've done i've facilitated trainings in in a past life they're like oh Mm -hmm. well maybe you'll want to switch over to our side (laughs) (laughs) i'm like if it comes with a good enough pay increase (laughs) there you go yeah uh, those those regulators don't like jokes either i learned that the hard way uh early in my i used to do banking years ago and you know all the different regulations and i remember uh a real uh regulator came in and asked me you know describe rego to me and i said isn't that stuff you put on the pasta (laughs) yeah joke uh, you know (laughs) he's out there like straight face no laugh at all he's like Okay, seriously, answer the question. I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> like, well, tough crowd. Oh, rough crowd. All Maybe right, he yeah. has a sense of humor, but he's heard that one 10,000 times. Probably. That could be it. I'm hey, Chris. Uh, funny story. You could share this with your banking friends if you like. But when I was at Merrill Lynch, they merged with Bank of America. Uh, they put a Bank of America banker with us that was about to retire. He was just kind of coasting. Great guy. Uh, he was in his 70s and had been a banker his whole life. And when he finally retired and he went to clear out his desk, he pulled a revolver out of his drawer and everybody started freaking out. And we were like, what is this? He was like, well, I was going to ask like who I turned this into. We're like, what are you talking about? When he became a banker, they issued him a revolver. (laughs) And apparently (laughs) I'd have to do the math to figure the time frame, but that was standard practice back in the day for some bankers. Wow! Issued a holy shit. That's awesome. I want mine. (laughs) Yeah. All the interns get Glocks. No, no, the interns. No, 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 no. There's one Glock. Yeah. That's crazy. I wonder if he ever had to pull it out. That's the greater. No, he's certainly not the type. I mean, he wasn't afraid of firearms, but he's the one. You know, he tell you he'd never use it because he's too nice of a guy. He couldn't shoot anything. No. Yeah, I didn't even have bullets in it. Anyway, well, that's cool. What did I do this weekend? Um, shoot, you know the weekend like flew by. I saw um, that's a that's a good weekend. It, it was a good weekend. <laughs> so like, definitely did a little bit of like shopping, and then we saw Wakanda Forever. You know, Black Panther okay. two. It was pretty good. It, it was good enough. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, there there are moments in the movie that um, for some would probably be a little cringe, and there okay. are moments where you just wish for so much more, and it just didn't happen. But overall, still okay. a really good movie. Oh, and I saw the Aggies game. I went to a North Carolina INC football game just to hang out with friends and do some tailgating. That's why the weekend went by so fast. I didn't remember it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good time. Yeah. So, but other than that, it was just a good weekend. I think I'm probably getting to that point in life where I'm like actually settled, which is kind of crazy because this the whole time we've been doing this podcast, I haven't really been at all settled anywhere. And now I'm like married. We got the apartment. We got the animals. We're like just chilling and coasting and working on saving money and, and you know, waiting a couple of years or a year and a half before we look at our next big move. So it's kind of a weird spot for me. I'm not used to being relaxed. When, when you come, when you come back to, you know, your place with Chanel and you kick off your shoes and you sit down on the couch and you like, do you feel like, okay, I'm home or does it feel like a transitory position? Like, you know, you're just waiting for that next move. No, I feel like at peace at home, which is really weird. It's just super weird for me. I feel you on that. Awesome. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, still looking for that. Yeah, okay. it'll hit you. It, it, yeah. it, it took me. I mean, mind you, the the wedding was almost a month ago or three weeks ago, was and it? like this wow. has been our apartment now for you know a year and a half. There's just been so much <laughs> going on, planning for the wedding, moving stuff here, transitioning things, finding new jobs, like so much happening at one time and even now i'm starting a new job at the same time it it's just i feel at peace finally that's great that's awesome yeah. awesome awesome. awesome so jess before we get into any of your personal life tell us about your will of time stuff you do you, you're not just doing one thing you do like a bunch of stuff so um there are a couple things yeah, yeah. um i have a youtube channel where i do reaction videos and i haven't posted anything in a really long time because like I have been having trouble getting motivated to do it, but I have, I am sort of in the middle of, I I reacted to the entire first season of the wheel of time show. And then I started reacting to Vox Machina and I'm also going to be, I've recorded my reaction to um, the first episode of the rings of power, which I have not edited yet. So (laughs) now that the series is very, very, uh, timely but yeah i do that and then i also do a podcast with nabless and uh lesbian nerdy called tarvalon after dark oh cool um and that is like part sketch comedy part news part discussion and mm-hmm. yeah we have a really good time with that yeah so were you at yes i was oh, okay i did see you at jordan con i think me and mm-hmm. chanel actually had like breakfast across from you guys at the table and y'all were chatting it up early in the morning prepping stuff so <laughs> We didn't. Yep. I was like, "That's that's Nablus and the crew," but I'm not going to go over there. And be that <laughs> you can I'm always come gonna... over and say hi. <laughs> I was like, "I'm just going to sit in the background and listen." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to eavesdrop. Exactly, I'm yeah. eavesdrop the whole time. Uh, Jordan Con's always fun. We we had a good time last year. We we already got tickets for this year. So, yep. yep. We'll, Wait, do I still need to buy my passes? I, I need to buy your passes. Do you, Ian? No, he buys pass. <laughs> He has a hotel room, so nonetheless, yes. even if he's not on the con, he'll be there. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> I got two beds, so if you uh, if you if you need to share uh, uh, a room, I spent most of my time in the lobby anyway, so that I know. That worked. I know you did. <laughs> well aware. <laughs> <laughs> anything going on in your world, Jess? As far as uh, personal life or anything like that, or yeah, is it, is it um, cold yet? <laughs> it is actually. We've got yeah. snow. Oh, oh wow! Mm. So uh, I'm excited because I love snow, and also that means I don't have to finish raking. 
Perfect. So yeah, we bought a house last year with like a big yard and it has these beautiful mature trees and then all the leaves mm-hmm. fell off and I was like, <laughs> but won't the leaves yeah. be there in the spring then? They maybe. Did, did, did yeah. 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 They're going away. Good yeah. strategy. I like it. But, uh, <laughs> it's a lazy person strategy and I'm all about it. Uh, yeah. Last week on Monday, I actually got laid off from my job which oh, no. was a real kick in the ass. Um, oh, wow. Were you with so, Twitter? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not with Twitter. <laughs> Although I do blame him for a lot of the bullshit. Uh, tech, I worked for a different tech company. And okay. uh, yeah, tech is shitting its collective pants right now. Uh, yeah. Between mm. the Twitter thing and this expected upcoming economic downturn, like everybody's losing yeah, their goddamn every- minds. So, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, they laid off five percent of the workforce, and unfortunately, I was one of them. So um, I'm, I'm just, you know, thank you first of all. Mm. Um, I'd been there for almost nine years, and I'd been in the same role for almost four. And you know, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it because I'm very sad. And I miss the people that I work with. And I loved working there. It was a great company to work for. Um, But I was also feeling very burnt out and very not, like, challenged in my role anymore. And so, you know, I had started, like, that thought process that you get thinking, should I start looking for something else? I do that every two years. And I was very, like, (laughs) you know, torn up about it. And now the decision is made. Yeah. Well... <clears throat> like Alan was saying well, earlier, if you have scrum or agile experience, yeah. I know some people that hire people. So uh, I am actually a social media manager. So oh, okay, I write tweets. Yeah. I got paid to write tweets. <laughs> yes. like, it was fucking sweet. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, it was cool. But I yeah, so I'm, like, I'm feeling. Yeah, I know some did stuff. Um. Yeah, one of my good friends, Hank, that I grew up with, uh, he works for one record label, so he writes the tweets for a lot of bands. So I know he does. Um, he does Grateful Dead's Twitter. He does um, a couple of other ones, but like so, like when you hear like all these bands, like you know, doing all this, it's not really them. Well, sometimes it is. They have, oh, no. they have access to their own as all, but they have social media managers that are right. doing a lot. Yeah, of that they stuff. absolutely <laughs> have people doing it for them because who the hell has time to hang out on that hell site but yeah yeah i mean i'm feeling optimistic about the future and i got a very generous severance package and i am resolved to enjoy my fun employment so <laughs> good so well, wish you wish you all the best with that thank you very yeah. much i yeah. appreciate that well you guys ready to get into these chapters they were boring. Hell yes. such they boring were- chapters <laughs> Nothing happens. We should end now and get to the next set of chapters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to see what happens next. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I All right. have the, the second half of this book, I have not been teased this much since college I, when this when this girl <laughs> she, she broke up with her boyfriend and like was making all these overtures of her and I getting together and that lasted about six months and then it never happened and then she got back with her boyfriend. It was just oh, yeah. it was like almost, 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 nope. almost, nope. <laughs> almost. Uh, <laughs> nope. Fun yeah, <times>. nope. <laughs> 
So chapter 50, Thorn. Speaking of Thorn subjects, um, and we got we got Perrin's wolf um as as the icon. We do get some Perrin point of view in this. Yeah, we, yeah. But we start with Rand. Um and men on the bed uh, laid out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Jumping yep. up and down on his lap. <laughs> Men's a little interesting Girl. character. A little minx. Men the minx. The <laughs> fandom has a lot of opinions about men. Um and it's uh it's a it's a very, very actively debated uh character within the fandom. I, I tell um, you what. <laughs> I love to I inadvertently started the men is a sexy lamp discourse. <laughs> Yep. Sexy what? And now everybody. L A M B L A M P. What? L A M P. Like from from from, Christmas, like from story. Christmas Story. Oh. Yes, but like I'll be honest it, with you. Hold on, I'm gonna be. A, I'm a Christmas lover. I'm sorry. I love Christmas. Guess who? Me what too. movie I've never watched entirely. Oh, you should. It's so. Gross. And it's a horrible thing because it's my sister's favorite movie. Period. She even has the yeah. lamp all over her house. Four different versions and Christmas ornaments. <laughs> Never should it. <laughs> it is. It's. Uh, we watch it every year. It's on all day long on Thanksgiving. So, just yeah. watch find it, a two-hour gap. My claymation, my claymation, Frosty and Rudolph. And anyway, I'm sorry for cutting <laughs> you off. Continue. No, the it's sexy okay. lamp. We, yeah, we watched Rudolph last year. It does not hold up. Uh, Rudolph no. does not hold up. It does not. Yeah. Hold up. Probably. Frosty's not. still good. Frosty's still good. I like the old Rudolph from like the 1920s. Like. Yeah, that was Christmas Ooh. to me. <laughs> I haven't watched um, the old one. So yeah, sexy lamp. Sexy lamp. The, the concept of the sexy lamp. Um, I I heard about it from Neil Gaiman, and I don't know if he came up with it or if somebody else did. But the idea is, if a woman in a story can be if she lacks the sort of agency and importance to the plot so that she can be she could be replaced with a lamp and nobody would really notice then it's not a great character and so i have opinions about min not because i don't like her as a character but i feel like she people could have done jordan and sanderson could have done better by her okay yeah i she deserved better she didn't i don't think she got what she deserved in terms of of plot and shit like that so um get rand's dragon I'm not supposed to say anything. No, so. no spoilers. Hey, this is a free country, Jess. You do what you want. Do what you want, girl. You work, man. So, yeah, it, it's like um, every so often that comes back up again, and it's just like, I'm sorry that I ever, sorry that I ever mentioned it. No, sorry that's, I that's great. I guess like I, I didn't think it out loud in my head, but it was kind of there. I, I'm waiting. I've been waiting and assuming there's going to be something dramatic with Min because of her being here. But so far, she's been a bit of a messenger. Some of her messages mm-hmm. have been important. So she's mm-hmm. helped the plot along. But nothing, nothing major. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's just kind of hanging out right now. So, oh. yeah, I mean, and I don't want to like, yeah, I, I'm not going to get into any spoilers or anything. It's It's just that, you know, I feel like she had... From the standpoint, like coming from where I'm sitting as a woman who does not get a lot of women in fantasy, um, she had so much potential as like this fierce independent woman who don't need a man and all of that shit. And it just sort of, there really wasn't 
like a payoff to that for me. So that's really kind of like my primary gotcha. thing. So but. I think mm-hmm. Al, like Alex puts this into context for me, whether he realizes it or not. The books are written in the nineties. So like it was a touch and go, like we're going to throw a little bit of feminism in here. We're going to kind of progress it a little bit, but then we're also going to back off of it real hard. And then the other side of it is, is how many oracles do you see that are the, that have much to do with the story other than giving you that oracle sense i don't know any story and you could if there is one let me know because i'll happily read it but a story where the oracle is minority report focus (laughs) but that was a male come on (laughs) that's female yeah. Well, and I guess I mean, and I, and I see what you're saying about the Oracle kind and of And then, role, like, it's kind of like an like Odyssey he, type thing, or like any any yeah. of those. But ancient... she wasn't she wasn't set up that way at the beginning. True. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, she not that way to me. The, they, throughout the story, she wasn't set up that way. Miss, I've got knives up this, my sleeves, and I'm ready to. They run stay into this mysterious like, woman who, I mean, she never actively stabbed anybody. She just has a great front. Most of your Which oracles fucking appear. why didn't she get to stab anybody? But, but most Give oracles of fucking shanks a bit. Hashtag hashtag let men stab. Hashtag let men stab. Let me appear to have right great strength off. and then end up depending on a man. That's that's how he Rafe, Rafe, if you're listening to this and you want to make an improvement to the show, let men stab. Uh, I'm down for it, though. I like men. Next season just opens with her just shanking a bitch. Just bam. Oh, God. I would. Just a a random person. She walks down the street and just just keeps walking. Y'all should have told me to take tomorrow off. This is going to be a night. (laughs) 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 We're going to have so much fun. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. So. So men is there. Chamber furnishings, mm-hmm. and then we talk about men being a lamp. So, I guess, yeah, we're on the men, right. men <laughs> wants Rand to play a tune for her, right? Rand's like, I work for no man, yeah. And then the <sighs> wise ones come in and they start trading notes back and forth about health and healing, and lots of notes going back and forth for like three days. Rand's just laying in bed, receiving notes and sending notes. <laughs> that that's that's how we start this chapter. It's really it's really edge of your seat type stuff here. Um, Typical commanding officer. Yeah. Everybody else doing the work, just chilling there. Yeah, but then he decides to go check check on his school. Uh, he goes to Herod Fell, which is uh, who Ian calls me because he's the guy with tons of useless knowledge, <laughs> random info. <laughs> like, hey, look what I found out. Well, how would we use that? I have no idea, but it's yeah. cool, isn't it? <laughs> it's neat, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I get you yelled tell at for the way it is. My wife literally yells at me for trying to explain stuff to my four-year-old son. Like he'll ask questions, like how does yeah. this work? I was like, "Well, let's talk about quantum entanglement." And, he, and my wife's like, "Shut up, Alan! Just, just stop!" I'm like, <laughs> I'm like "No, it's a really cool concept." He's like, "He's four. <laughs> Let the child learn." Oh, I'm like, uh, it's a really they, cool concept. Uh, <laughs> um, Meredith's uh, six-year-old daughter said was talking about colors or something. She pointed at something and was like, "Whatever, that's blue." And I'm like, "No, it's not." She said, "Yes, it is." I'm like, "No, it's not blue." She's like, "That's that is blue." And I'm like, "Actually, it just happens to reflect uh, certain, <laughs> you know, parts of the light spectrum to make you see blue, but it it is not blue." It's reflecting blue back at you. She's like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, the six year old <laughs> blazes over, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm right. Yeah, so. I mean, honestly, 
I would love to hear a four-year-old explain, like, quantum entanglement based on, like, well, you what can, they you, glean from your explanation. Well, you can explain it, and, like, I'll explain a little in very simple terms. Like, um, mm-hmm. how do you make faster and light... Um, uh, sorry, tangent guys. If you have first time listening to us, this is how we, this is how we do things. So, like the most simplest way, and this is oversimplifying it. It's way oversimplifying it, but it's basically faster than, than light communication. So, um, and you can do it with particles. But the the best analogy that I've heard that makes it simple is if I have a red marble and a blue marble, and I put both in my hand, I don't know which one's which, and I give you a marble. If you go seven miles away or seventy light years away. As soon as I open my hand up and see the color of my marble, I instantly now know the color of your marble. So that information has now passed over a longer period than fast and speed of light because I've now made it true. It's like Schrodinger's cat, but done with particles on a very long distance scale. But yeah, that's quantum entanglement in a nutshell. But there's a lot like more it. to it. <laughs> but then you'd have to explain to the four-year-old what Schrodinger's cat is. Yeah, and that's when you go down this rabbit hole. Which yeah. <laughs> why my wife tells me shut up. <laughs> So the cat's alive and dead at the same time. It's a zombie cat, all right? And then they start crying. Why is the cat dead? <laughs> that's not, well, that's not important. There's poison in there, honey. Yeah, right. That's why. But they might not be dead. They're 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 both. Yeah. Our, our I actually had a co-worker uh, at an, an older job uh, who dressed up as Schrodinger's cat. She had like a, she was wearing like a box, and then she had like the cat ears and the tail. It was. It was very good. It wasn't like labeled. It was just like a cat wearing a box. It was. Yeah. You, you had to know a little bit to get it. Yeah. yeah. You had to be a little smart. Yeah. Even so. Wikipedia isn't trying to explain this. It's like, it's quantum mechanics. Is... It's no, complicated. That's not what I asked you for. <laughs> well, like... so, so what happens with the particles, if I spin a particle, which is basically I put a charge on a particle and there's a parent, uh-huh. uh, a, a linked particle, it's entangled. It doesn't matter how far away it automatically yeah. reacts. So it can react light yep. years away instantaneously. Yes. And this this isn't this isn't uh necessarily theory. They've documented this happening. Yes. They, they've observed it happening. Right. Yep. So speed of light doesn't matter. That's anymore. neat. Yeah, it's cool. It's how it becomes the way it is. Yeah. Is that what they've been doing over there on Jefferson all these years? Yeah. Oh, that's something <clears> that they do over there. Yeah. Uh, Jefferson yeah. Labs in uh, our home city. Yeah. They 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 do some of that kind of stuff. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of what they do. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. But yeah. Anyway, um, so Herod showing. fell. Yeah. So he goes to meet with Herod, Herod fell uh-huh. um, and uh, asked uh, Rand. That's how Rand travels. <laughs> that's exactly. I get it now. It all makes perfect sense. <laughs> now I know. So like, really. He, he just manipulates some particles that are immediately in front of him, and then he's able to find the partner particles where he wants to go, and, and it touches them, and boom. He's there. Now he's he's there. Him and everybody mm-hmm. else. He's yep. finding, he can find quantum particles of himself, and just yeah. boom. And boom. You don't have like to find it. quantum particles of the other thing. Like if, if you left a piece of hair way across the world. Wait, you yeah. so if hair. you could if you were on the other side of the universe and you found the particles that were partnered with my body and you were observing those particles, could you tell when I was engaging in certain activities by observing my the reaction of the theory? Yeah. <laughs> you should be able to. <laughs> it's like, man, these particles are vibrating awfully hard and fast. 
porn on the other side of the <laughs> all <weird>. by themselves <laughs> looking like in like electron microscopes going oh he's doing it again <laughs> he just slapped her butt <laughs> two little atoms just buzzing <laughs> What a no face. <laughs> and this is how the real time works. Uh, so. great, great now you know. Exactly. Now you know. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, I get some notes saying, don't bring him in anymore. He's, she's distracting. Uh, she's too pretty. Um, which we skipped over the whole interaction of him. Like, okay. Go for it. Nothing important in there. I was just saying we skipped over i don't even remember what what he was even doing there other than the fact that he showed up there it he was wasn't visiting important. uh he was visiting i don't think there's any big major discoveries in this one it's also good to note that he's also still trying to reach out to go- reach out to gawain and yeah. he's not answering back so i think this is mm-hmm. going to come back to bite both of them in the butt later now <clears throat> even parent and loyal isn't trying to be near him so um uh, thanks lonely. for bringing that back up so remember I've had my theories about who Damadred is, right? Yeah. Um, thinking it's Tyene. And I still feel strongly about that. But why does Gawain have this? Is his only reason for not liking Rand the Egwene thing? The Elaine she sister thinks he thing? Killed his, no, she thinks he killed his mother. They, well, that's a minor detail. Who cares if he killed your mother? I don't, I don't think... <laughs> I don't, think it, I don't think that's quite worst. it. And, and I don't think it's going to develop that way. Like, if, if we go two more books where people are thinking that Merguez is dead and Rand did it, then that's just silly. Um, we but, won't. But I, but I feel we'll like this issue between Aaron. Rand and Gawain is, is just going to continue to grow and it's going to come to a head. Um, and then you have the that's Egwene factor where Gawain wants to get up with Egwene, but there's history between Egwene and Rand. And then that kind of relates to Domadred and Luce Theron a little bit. Because didn't Domadred also want Luce Theron's Chica? I mean, he wanted to be number um, one, but wasn't there I don't some... I do if he wanted Eliana or not. Eliana or not. Yeah, he mm. always felt like he was second to her. To, to maybe, I, maybe I dreamt that. Maybe I dreamt some yeah. weird love triangle between there them. There might have been. I don't know. <clears throat> All right, scratch that theory. It's still Tyene. But maybe it's Godwin. I can figure I out. I mean, we can make it. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But uh, yeah. Um, and ever since uh, the wise ones, I know we're skipping a lot of that. Anything about the Harold Fell section that you guys want to talk about for today? When, when something comes and goes quickly like that, and nothing really exciting happens, I, I just make the mental note that Jordan is reminding us that it's there because mm-hmm. it's going to be important. Mm-hmm. So like it just, it, it was a, let's touch this again. So you remember that, remember I wrote this in the book. It's there. We're coming now, back to what it. is really the deal with men being there? Oh, she's too pretty. No, nah, I think there's something more to men or something more to him and men. Wait, who said men's too pretty? Fell. The crazy fell. One. I wonder if he has the ability or he somehow recognizes what men's ability is. Uh, you know, I'm I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering is, how does he feel around her? What does he know about her? Or think about her, or maybe he's, he's trying to get with Rand and he doesn't like that. Men's it doesn't like her hanging around. Female all the time. distraction. Yeah, that could be it. Could be that. 
So on, on Demon Dread, all the companion says is that his hatred to lose was because he felt that lose robbed him of his glory. Right. So he he wanted to be number one. So yeah. <laughs> that's funny, guys. I had either a daydream or a real dream about Demon Dread wanting Iliana and there being some love triangle there. I just made I all mean, of in that fairness, up. It could have I been mean, and it made so much sense that I assumed I pulled that out of the book. It could be that he wants to be number one in her heart. Maybe you're just seeing the future. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, personally, I will accept that head cannon. Okay. Look, uh, I'll take any head I can get at cannon. Aha! Head cannon. Um, so after this whole thing, uh, let's see, the, the wise ones have learned about men's ability. So they've been you know, speaking to her a bunch, trying to get her to read a bunch of stuff and learn about what's going to happen. Um, well, see, I think yeah. the other buildup that we're getting here is that everybody's being their distance from Rand and Rand is pushing people to a distance away from him, which is going to lead mm-hmm. to problems maybe in the future. Maybe it's so far into the future that it's like a few pages away where the dummy gets locked the fuck up in a box. I'm going there already. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and we can go back now. What's in the box? <laughs> yeah. He's like, um, that's, a, that's a good point. We talked about this back when he was in uh Camelin. Some of the mistakes Rand's been making where like ultimately his goal is to unify right in preparation for this final battle. But it doesn't seem like his strategy is working very well. He does seem to push people away and alienate. And he he allows questionable characters sometimes to take charge of certain things on his behalf with little to no oversight. You have Taim in charge of an entire school of male channelers, but then you won't let Min and Egwene and Elaine and people like that get close to you. Yeah. Right, complete stranger versus people that you grew up with slash people that you know love the dragon. Yeah, and so girls. maybe here we're seeing more examples of that. Like, yes, he initiates stuff that allows for creation, and there's this school <laughs> and like innovation and all that jazz. But he's just very loosely tied to it. Not much oversight other than a random pop in. Yeah, no, is that also gonna blow up in his face? Quite possibly, right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and also men seen some viewings as well about deaths of some of the, the nobles and different people around the court, around it rants. Um which audience. means in the next chapter or two, it's about to go down. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you said that. I told Chris and Alan that this book, instead of Lord of Chaos, should have just <laughs> been titled It's About to Go Down. Because <laughs> Everything in this book is about buildup. Like the actual action never really seems to take place. And I'm definitely no going to. We have six pages left or something like that. Yeah. And it's been build up, build up, build up, build up, build up. There's so no it's there's about been to go no down. Huge chaos. I mean, the only big chaos that could happen is if the guy in the box ends up becoming just a normal guy in the box. Yeah. It's in the box. That would just like <laughs> destroy the entire storyline in my mind okay if he's just is this empire strikes back at the end of this book do we go oh the bad guys are winning oh no (laughs) (laughs) maybe um so after all this the second afternoon we get to meet we get to hang out with barrel lane for a bit so let's talk about that interaction because that was fun (laughs) god 
Uh, Rand's not happy about her neglect and duties. Uh, apparently, she's been locking herself in the room much and just giving orders to Rock. And he's like, the whole point of putting you in charge is so when people don't think an IO is leading them because they're not going to accept that. Like, lead. I put you in charge to lead. Like, quit hiding. But she's still colluding with the maidens, or not the maidens, the, the wise ones. Right. Right. But that's more ideal. Like, the whole point is Caroline's supposed to be leading in his absence. So, you know why, well, why would he assume him? you're supposed to listen to his advice not leave everything to him i don't need karians deciding to rebel because they think i put nail to rule them and she's like i was concerned my lord dragon since the Sedai came rumors grow like weeds may i ask do you who do you mean to rule here right. so i want to know what Your rumors mom, bitch. Let's let's bring this to today's real world. You're you're Bear Lane and you're in your office and you're doing your job. You've been doing this job for a couple of years. You're pretty good at your job. New boss comes in and says, all right, I'm putting you in a new position. This is your new job with new responsibilities, right? And then they walk off. And so you're just doing it the way you know how to do it. They come back and they go, no, no, not like that. This is what you need to do. And then you go, where's my training? You didn't, you didn't train me on that. If you didn't train me on that, you can't hold me to that standard. So sign me up for the course. Send me to school. Give me a week to do some online classes here and figure out what it is you want. But Rand doesn't. That, that That's part of the thing. Like he leaves these people and he gives. Yes, he, he told her what his expectations are, but kind of loosely and didn't. I'm not expecting him to micromanage. You don't want to do that either, but. Well, and I think that it's fair of him to assume that she will have at least some ability to work without oversight. She's already the leader of a nation. It's not like she doesn't know how to do this. Yeah, but am I the only one that after a boss or a boss's boss comes in and gives a speech and says, this is what we're going to do. And then they walk out and you wait a second and you look to your coworker and you go, that's fucking stupid. I'm not going to do that. Like I've done that so much in my life, and maybe I'm a horrible person. Oh no, I have 100 okay. percent done that. Yeah. I'm just I mean, not I wait for them to I'm leave. just not sure that that's what's happening here. Okay, all right. And I, I don't know what's happening here. Like honestly, are, are you are you saying there's a lack of communication in the wheel of time? Because I don't think that's you want to know what books. that's ridiculous. That's I'm sorry, but no, that is ridiculous. No. I don't even know what you're talking about, Alan. I wonder. No. So Jess is saying she doesn't want to spoil us, but just with her impression of Bear Lane, maybe, maybe Chris, it's maybe. not just a simple lack of communication. <laughs> maybe she is conniving a little bit. Maybe. She's I mean, and has her own plans, and maybe there's a little in, intention. Barely has a lot of things, doing? but she is not stupid, right? Yeah. No. Well, I ne- I don't think we ever got that vibe. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Nope. Barely is just waiting for the shit to go down. And like a crafty manipulator. And I think such a good manipulator. Like, yes, she's been able to rely on her feminine wiles and all that jazz when dealing with men quite a bit, but uh, I never got the impression impression that's all she has. I think uh-uh. she's no, I think she's able not. to turn screws and push buttons any way mm-hmm. she needs to. So well, my theory here is that she just wanted Ruark to spank her. Yeah. But yes. I could be predicting. Right. <laughs> so yeah. so here's the other the prevailing thought that keeps coming to my mind, right? So she, like you said, is a ruler of a nation and she knows the politicking that happens. 
And right now she's kind of putting herself on a pedestal because she's not the harsh ruler. She's in her room. She's kind of beholden to these Aeol and their ways and what they're being told by this dragon who may or not may may or may not be in charge very long. She's he's mm. got Aes Sedai to worry about from the White Tower. He's got enemies on all sides. So what better thing to do than kind of position yourself as like a, hey, I'm doing my best for you, but I'm kind of confined. And once opportunity becomes available, then best believe I will take action. So kind of like waiting it out to get a better vibe of who might come out on top before you really. Exactly. Because she's like, what are you going to do about these Aes Sedai? And who do you expect to put in place? I think she would be a good idea. I believe the Karian and even those in the mountain will come to her side. But at the same time, she's positioning herself strategically where if it goes down and Rand does not make stuff happen, then the assumption is the Isle will just like leave there's and then the Aes Sedai will be looking at who they know has a good hold to kind of help put in place here right and we know later Take on that another road, step what if she's already colluding with the Aes Sedai what if you she just already, the what words if she already out of my mouth what's how about could to go I, down? How could you get more than 13 eyes to die in without <laughs> somebody noticing somebody that they were already there? And and Bear Lane's the kind of person that knows things. And she's she, like, you know, she's got her own informant. What are you going to do about these eyes mm. to die? Because I want to be able to tip them off in the event. Oh, that you might actually have a plan that I haven't already teased out. Evil Bear I like it. Not evil. <laughs> no, well, not I evil. mean, feasible. 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 Not evil. She's the politician. Play, playing the game. Yeah. Interesting. Days de Mars. Isn't it like a big thing where they're at? Yeah, mm-hmm. Kyrie. It's huge. Yeah. 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 So huge. Huge. Without the H. <laughs> just, just huge. 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 Um, <laughs> the last thing we get uh, from the Rand's point of view sure. is we're third sir. Yeah. The last thing we get is Rourke coming into Rand's apartment and he keeps on voicing concerns about the Shido's building up. And he's really, and you know, Rand wants to, has been toying with the idea of sending just a large army down to Ilion to crush uh, Samuel. Um, but, um, you know, he's holding off because, like I said, Rourke doesn't want uh, Kyrie to fall to the Shido again, saying they're, they're, they're up to something. Um, there's too much of them gathering. And that's how we end that point of view before we switch over to the wonderful point of view of Perrin and Fayil playing um, lovely uh, I hate you, I don't hate you games. Um. <laughs> Ran, Ran has a lot of significant fronts building around him. Uh, he's not prepared for any of them. And he doesn't truly have people he could... Tr- Still, the only people he can trust... I'll throw some air quotes on there. Matt and Perrin. Mm-hmm. Um I think when push came to shove, when it came to saving his life, he could he could trust Nynaeve and Egwene. But as far as like political agenda, um, we we don't know yet that Egwene is in sync with him. She might have her own plans. Hmm. And Matt Matt's still always just trying to get out of it. Yeah. Perrin just kind of begrudgingly goes along. Yeah, he, I don't know. Poor poor Rand. He's screwed. <laughs> 
So, so should we get ready to go to Perwin? I know Chris loves this. Yes, do we have to? Yeah, do we have to? Yeah, Perrin was a lamp for a little while. Perrin was a block for quite. Perrin was a block. A block. Perrin wasn't was gone for a long time. Perrin wasn't even an attractive (laughs) lamp. (laughs) Perrin was just a lamp. He wasn't even a sexy one. He was. Perrin was. Perrin was a nightlight whose bulb burnt out, so you just forgot it was there. Until you needed to plug in your vacuum, and then you were like, "Shit, there's a nightlight here. Doesn't even work. Stupid nightlight." I don't even know where you get fucking bulbs for this shit. Yeah, how do I? Is this fixable? Uh, Can I do something with this? I what's going on? So, so you pluck it, and then it comes back on, and you're like, "Oh, it works again. Cool." It's like, oh, great. Jiggle <laughs> it a little bit. So, yeah, Trump did just make the announcement. By the way. Uh, City, while we're on live stream, uh, fun. Yeah, he what? about what? Running for twenty twenty four. Oh, already Trump. Yeah, I might officially tap out of politics. I used to get into it very passionately, but I might officially be done. <laughs> talk about it. We don't talk about politics on this podcast. So anyway, no. moving on. Um, so the first part of uh, the 10 days of parents there, he just spends it with loyal um, and loyal is just in the royal library. The entire just with loyal. I don't think and he's fi- just a loyal uh, and fail and fail. And Bar- and there are, <laughs> there are scratch marks on his back, on his mm. thighs. There are, you know, there have been moments where he thought he was alone just to be found out that he wasn't. I don't know if all those scratch marks belong to fail either. But Barely is coming out. No, after Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron no, is loyal. Aaron. He is yeah, very loyal. At least at this point, gosh, that'd be a heartbreaker if he ever wasn't down the road. But um, I mean, doesn't he end up having two? Isn't that like part of a prophecy or something somewhere? Like the the, no, I'm talking no, about it's the Falcon, Aaron, and the, the Falcon, and the, the Falcon Hawk. and the Hawk, oh. and Barely. Yeah. I so remember we thought. We're thinking the hawk's going to be one of his kids, his daughter, or something. Okay, is that what we're thinking? I'm thinking. No, I just can't imagine that he's being hawked. I I feel for him. Uh, when I say this, it doesn't apply to like my relationship now at all. But we're I've announcing right now in... on this podcast, Ian is running for president. I'll be running as running mate. That's about right here, right here. Yep, let's do it. Let's do it. Screw it. Uh, yeah. We should write in loyal. I'll run for president. President. Yeah, we can do it. We can make our own party. <laughs> if if everybody vote. wrote in loyal, um, yeah, nobody would ever right see him, and I would have to come out and release statements for him. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I would yeah. love to see that. By the way, hold on. I forgot all about this. Those of you listening, some of y'all owe me twenty dollars. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh yeah, I I can confirm. Yes. Because we had a bet going on saying uh, that, what at was the it altar, when you get met, yeah. Well, that, that, when, hold when on, you say Alan. I do, you say I do be. I do. I don't think we specify like it, we said he had to say it, at but the it, I don't think we specified it had to be at the altar. Nope, you did for not. The you just I said do at the wedding, but he did, and I did it. Yes, so. coming down the, the aisle. Uh-huh. They're, they're they're smiling, posing for pictures, and when he comes up to me, I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put my cash he got all up in my face. <laughs> I ahead. do be Beldoman. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. 
where's my phone? I'll put my cash app out in the uh, in the chat for you guys. Yep, yep, yep. And I expect my funds to hit soon enough. Well, I... Hey, Chris, when I get paid, you'll get paid. That... Shit. I Checks pay in my the mail. <laughs> I pay my taxes. Let's hope that comes soon. Yeah, I'll write you a check. And I bet that shit will bounce. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. That... Do you accept checks? Yeah. Giggle, giggle. Oh, well, then it doesn't matter the amount. You tell me the number to write down. I'll hand it to you and you go away. <laughs> oh, that shakedown was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> You have to have cash. Do you accept check? Sure, I do. It's all right. How much you want? <laughs> Pick a number. Any number. Doesn't matter what it check. is. It's gonna bounce. bounce. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, yeah, Baron Lane's all touchy feely with Perrin. Um, I was gonna say. Hold on, interruption. I feel bad for Perrin. I have been there before in a relationship where your 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 partner, significant other, either didn't trust you enough or didn't trust other females you you have to be around for whatever reason enough that like you're just constantly getting the scrutiny so like internally you're annoyed by this person that's clearly trying to flirt with you and you feel totally committed to the person you're with but then there's issues with the person you're totally committed with because they assume something's going on which just pisses you off even more because you're like one i don't like that this is happening i really like you love you whatever and now i'm getting shit from every direction i have to put up with bear lane's bull crap and then i have to put up with your stink eye which i mean if you want to stink eye her that's fine we'll stink her eye her together let's sit down and but <laughs> just we'll double stink eye that woman you know what why help? you stink eye and me that's not fair Come sit on my lap and we'll fucking scowl at her well yeah. i think the thing that's really important for you to remember is that fayil doesn't say anything He's true this is all in parent's head yeah, mm -hmm. he is not going by what she's saying. He's going by how she smells, hmm. which which hmm. is a clear indication for real. Like I do that I all the time. A lot from smells, but also <laughs> I know it. <laughs> but also, you might be feeling something on the inside, but you huh? are hearing that because you realize that that isn't something that you really need to worry about you're feeling something and you know that it's not reasonable so you don't say anything about it right okay did that's that's super did fair did chanel just yell at you from the other so... room <laughs> 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 said... his wife has yelled at him Chris, what what does the mood smell like now, Chris? <laughs> Sharp. Is it is it hot in here? Is it, is it, you, you got any gum? <laughs> like talons. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Jess, very good point. And timely. Uh you saved me from letting my mind wander uh too far in a harsh direction. Uh and Gosh, like I feel bad I didn't consider that because that's a very human thing that we all do. There's certainly things that like instinctively I feel in situations, but I work it out in my own mind and in my own heart and what comes out of my mouth and my actions are very different. Mm -hmm. And if and if he She's has the ability to drink. sense that initial instinctive, this is the first thing I felt. Well, that's not fair. 
No, it's not. Yeah, he wanted to get spanking. The thing is, is that if he didn't have like this super sniffer, he would be going by how she's behaving. And she's behaving ah. completely normally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. So Until she puts clothes on when she went to bed. For himself because he isn't talking to her. He's not paying attention to how she's acting. He's just paying attention to how she smells. And, then and he thinks that that's helping on. for some reason, but it's not. Hold on, though. But she puts clothes on when she went to bed. You don't do that. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> However, <laughs> I need because, I need because over because. years and many experiences, I've realized they they all do that. But it is because he asked because questions that he assumed. He, she, he, she got pissed off at him because he said and did stupid shit based on how she smelled, not by how she acted, not by talking to her. He said, oh, she smells jealous. I'm going to try and make it better. And he didn't make it better. He made it worse. Because she might have been feeling jealous, but she knows that there isn't anything that she needs to worry about. And then he goes and he puts his foot in his mouth. And that's yeah. what makes her mad. But also, the other thing that we need to bear in mind is that Fayil is not good at relationships. Because she's she doesn't young, she's communicate very either. Yeah, she's a literal teenager. Right. And she mm-hmm. sucks at it. So, right. uh, you know, the silent treatment isn't healthy. And that's what she's doing. No. She's also not communicating to him the reason that she's upset so that they can work it out the way, you know, adults do. So that's the way mm-hmm. the best marriages work, right? We just bury it deep, deep bury it down. deep, never and talk about it. Hope no. it goes away. I've been <laughs> married twice, it works great. Yeah, yeah every every time. <laughs> yeah, communication in the wheel of time 20% of the time, it works 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and parents' reaction to it is just to avoid both one, which always works. Um, and just go hunting with gall, which. Yeah, that, that that's a, yeah. that's always the way to solve problems, right? Which honestly, he just leaves. He doesn't even tell her, "Hey, These I'm days, trying we... to avoid bear lying because she's sexually harassing me, so I'm going to go out hunting with gall." He doesn't. These tell days her. we call it golfing. So why why do the fuck do you think that she has a heavy nightgown on when he comes in at night? Because he's just fucking off all day and doesn't say a goddamn thing. I also would be donning a heavy nightgown, but yeah. I wouldn't because I would actually just tear him a new asshole. Yeah. By which I mean yeah. have a reasoned conversation. Right. Obviously. I was going to say, do we have a safe word? Pineapple. <laughs> 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 you know, Jess, we've been doing yeah, this for so long. <laughs> <laughs> she knows our safe word. <laughs> <laughs> we've been doing this podcast and reading for so long. You think we would not forget this, but. That is a good reminder. The way Jordan writes, we're only in one character's head at a time. And mm-hmm. so even though that character is describing stuff and telling us about everybody else around them, it's from their perspective. What I think so you got to be careful assuming one. truths about mm-hmm. other people that they're thinking about or talking about. I, I think Files another one that's not developed well enough by this point. And but I, I feel like had he done that, we'd have 16 books to read and then yeah. we'd be on a 10-year adventure. So. That's true. We still know so little about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we've um, we've gained a lot of perspective in regards to her actual like life before becoming re- very recently. Re- very recently, but as and far still as not a lot thinking, like mm-hmm. we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And you know, the, the thing to always bear in mind when you're reading these books is every narrator is an unreliable narrator. Yep. Yep. And Alan told us that almost right off the bat when we very first started mm-hmm. Eye of the yeah. World. 
but man, you get into this and you forget it sometimes. Yeah, yeah because you are basically <laughs> omniscient because you know everything that's happening with everybody, and then yeah. you're like, why are they being so stupid? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> right. So then we switch back to the final point of view, which is back to Rand. Um, and on the tenth day, he gets another letter from Corin asking for a polite request for another audience, um, and uh, for the Aes Sedai to come meet. You know, he agrees that three can come, um, um, and that's it. And um, also through the water bond, he feels that he tries to feel out where Aliana is. Um, Alana, uh, Alana is in about halfway. He figures. Who's Aliana? Uh, Alana. Alana. Uh, okay. I was so, thinking maybe you're letting something slip. No, no, no. I just, I, I, yeah, I, I don't even, I, oh, I just okay. added an extra letter in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alana's about halfway to Kyrian um, and expects that uh, they'll probably be there about 10 more days, which gives him enough time to probably meet with the Tower Embassy twice, is what he thinks. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's got it all figured out. He yep. does. I think Button it's going it to work out beautifully. He's going to meet with him three times. He's yeah, got it just once he got all the support between all the Aes Sedai, then he'll throw his full uh, uh, go finish off Samuel, and you know we're good to go, right? Yeah, yeah. right, right. But yeah, you love when a plan like comes it. together. <laughs> oh, little did he know. And that's how we end this chapter. Anything we missed, or I mean, I'm sure we did, but did we say it's about to go down? It's about. It's to go did down. we bring that up? Okay, that's a good point. Go down. Excellent point, salient and well made. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're still there. We're still about to go down. Yeah, we still are. So let's move to the next chapter. Yeah, yeah. What do we chapter really feel about Faya? Like, what's really going on? In her mind? <laughs> what I really want to unpack. Like, is she really I'll, upset? Is she? So I think I think a lot of the fans doesn't like Faya, and I think she gets a bad rap. I like Faya. I like and, I, and we haven't really got. I like long, her but... toward the end. Yeah, warrior like post Malden. Yeah, like I got, I got against her. Yeah, she's gonna have many pups. Many pups. I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> the guys ready on fifty one, the taking. Let's do it. Yep. You know, when uh, we saw the title of this chapter, we should have known what that meant, but I don't think we even guessed it. Did we even try to guess? Did we even talk about that, Alan? It was just me and you. Did we even talk about? No, you, 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 you're like, I don't know what the tanking means. Maybe it's going to take something. I don't know. Uh, uh, no, I think yeah. you thought that maybe that's when they're finally going to get the ball, ball of wins or something. Yeah, that's a good yeah, take it from. Something. Uh, yeah. something like that. Not too long ago, we were talking about Rand getting caught up with the Aes Sedai and eventually getting gentled and relating yeah. that back to that, not really vision, but experience that Egwene had of being Amerlin and then you know, going to help Rand or whatever, finding out that they're trying to gentle him in the tower. Yeah. So and we, I think we're, we certainly didn't guess this was coming, <clears throat> but we flirted with the idea that it may happen. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Rand let Sulin hold his coat for him mm-hmm. to put it on for the simple reason that he would have to rip it out of her hands physically to do otherwise. He's so over Sulin. I am too. I need her to be yeah. done with her toe. Fucking yeah. Sulin, like be done. He's bitter as shit, and I love it. And that's the thing, like it's her own fault, a because she gets to pick her own toe. B and C, really? 
this is the moment you decide to use them. We have had plenty of that. So she said moments. We have plenty. And you use it there. I've dropped anyway. six giggities and exactly. I haven't seen one giggity pop up. You, on you know screen. what? You know, I, honestly, Jake's supposed to be doing this stuff, not me. But like, since he's not doing anything right now, I'm not looking through. Gotcha. You I'm don't miss that toe. No. Well, so, Rand doesn't know enough to tell her. You owe no toe to me. Well, I guess we talked about this. The toe's not really to him. No, it's the guy. Well, and yeah. like the individual is the only person who can determine whether their toe has been met. Like, yeah. right. She has to make that decision. Nobody else can do it for her. And if they try, it's going to piss her off. But Look, I've stubbed my toe before, and it only takes a half a second of that for me to go, that's enough. Yeah. No more. But see, and that's the thing. Rand, Rand yes. needs her back at her A game. So I feel like if she really wanted to repay her toe, she'd get over her toe so that she could be the best soldier she can be. That would be the best way to serve. Yeah, but that's not, it's not about him, though. You know, yeah. it's about her. My, my issues. So as I was reading this before I got to the end of this chapter, I kept, I kept thinking how much I appreciated that Rand found a way to keep her around. I think that was pretty smart. Um, yeah. I think I think all of the the maidens are certainly dedicated to him, and and I trust their honor and the vows they've taken and what their role is. But her, I just feel like she's gonna she's gonna be there through thick and thin, you know. But then now knowing how this chapter ends, like I'm also mad at Rand because in one of his most vulnerable moments, he chose to have nobody there with him. Oh yeah, he's fucking stupid. What? The and let me, to be in like that's the point I'm trying to make. Like Sulin tries to, in her own offhanded servant way, say, "Please be responsible, be mindful of the fact that you're dealing with like actual full fledged Aes Sedai, and the wise ones even think that you're going about the wrong way. Please, like, watch yourself. If this was like General Sulin, it would have been like." Listen up here, small fry. Yes. Like, I'm your mama, but I'm not your mama. And I'm letting you know right now, you're not going to do this. Or put him in his place. If she was still leading the maidens and not where she was where she was at. And Rand said, oh, you, you know, I'm going to talk to them by myself. She would have said, yes. first of all, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> oh, Rand was uh, dumb and reckless. Never. 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 <laughs> Way to put it in perspective. Thank you, Dana. Yeah, no, she would, he would never do that. Well, uh, and I mean, this but, is... But, but Sulin would have insisted, Eucharist. sorry, she would have insisted on being there with at least a couple other maidens. She would have told Rand, Precisely. if you don't let us have some presence there, you would be dishonoring us. She would use whatever tactic. She would be there. She would not let him be in there by himself. And we've seen her do stuff like that in the past. That's what yeah. got her in this situation. Oh yeah, she him. she fudged rules that got her toe to protect him. Yeah, there's nothing she wouldn't do. But now she's not in a position to be able to do that. Oh man. Mm -hmm. But also, Rand has these blinders on at this point. He's just like the hubris of this man that he thinks that there's no way that they're gonna break the rule that he set for them. Yeah, because these are the nice eyes. What's that? These are the nice Aes Sedai. He left the mean Aes Sedai, the ones that didn't follow his rules. The These are the nice ones. Rules. 
So it's like, and, and, so and the idea him. that they, they would never break his rules because he's the goddamn dragon and they would never try to sneak in more. And I could totally, I can totally take five, you know, and not thinking, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to actually prohibit more <laughs> than this number of people, not just this number of I said, I like just mistakes left and right. This man. Yeah. Probably the best part of this chapter, and we're jumping all over the place. Who cares at this point? Best part of this chapter, as I'm listening, was as it's going down, he realizes what's happening, and in his head, he hears Moraine say, trust nobody. And I was like, what? after Moraine left, even you were thinking, gosh, I wish she was around. Even you had these feelings of like, all right, maybe she was trying to help me. And the last bit of advice she gave you that you should have held on to dearly was the don't trust any eyes to die thing. And you just, nah, I got this. I know what I'm doing. What a dummy. Yep. Yeah. I was in the car listening to that and screaming at the audio. <laughs> yep. Just what? It, yeah. Okay. Where are we at? Alan? So, so loose there. And uh, the, the crazy guy in his head is uh, talking about uh, demon dread and Samuel, and he's trying to get rid of, loose out of his head as he's preparing to meet with the emissaries from the white tower. Um, yeah. Um, and, and you already went through the whole thing about Sula and saying, you know, what the wise one said. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, Rand feels good about the meeting. Um, he expects he'll be able to fend off any questions that Corin might have. And he thinks he can take it on his own. Um, and he'll be able to then go and practice swords. So, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's kind of the last thought he has before uh, he goes to the Grand Hall and all the stuff starts. I'm going to go hang out with Five Eyes to Die and just 20 of their friends, and then I'm going to go practice swords. I'm going to practice swords. Yep. Well, to be fair, he only what thought What could possibly three. go wrong? Mm-hmm. To be fair, he only thought there was three, so... Yeah. He didn't only think there's three. And 20 of their friends. Right. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, three, three women come in, followed by a dozen hooded servants. Karen. Which, not the first time this group of people had servants with them. Mm-hmm. So right. they were smart. And before they did anything with these servants, they brought him in before to be like, is he going to have an issue with this? Mm-hmm. Let's bring him in, do nothing, and see if, you know, he gets comfortable with it. And then right. we'll use it later. Yeah, yeah, like as paranoid as he is, like he chose this like these moments to not be paranoid. Like you're not going to make them put their hoods down. You are not going to say no, only the eyes that I, everybody else can fuck off. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. As yep. paranoid as this man is, he chooses this moment to be like, Oh yeah, it's totally fine for 13 people to walk into this room. Yeah. yeah. 13 women because mm-hmm. they have hoods on and they're dressed like servants. So obviously they're servants. Like, right. yeah. And the rest of them don't even need to be full blown Aes Sedai. They just need to be able to barely channel. And the yeah. rest of them, the rest of the Aes Sedai can handle business on their own. Right. It's true. So. Yeah. And they come in carrying two boxes, you know, so uh, <laughs> Rand thinks <laughs> right away that there's, uh, uh, there's it's obviously trying to buy them off. And Ooh, he, presents. He, he, yeah. But he even thinks about it. He even Shiny thinks things. Like, Ooh. Like, like the ice, I think they could just buy me off, sure. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, and it, even Galena's think, what's the first thing that Galena says to Rand is like, It's a pity your green sister's not here today, and that's I think that's immediately where 
Rand feels the power start to come from the woman and he tries to channel and realize <laughs> and, and lose goes fuck this shit I'm out of here I'm out you're on your <laughs> own bye yeah um away, and yeah he shielded um brave, and brave loose there and he's loose and he's sticking to his head yeah. <laughs> where did lose go like I, that's that was my question was if he's supposed to be in his head how did he get away and where did he get away and does this mean he's like not really in his head but in his head like He's like hiding in his amygdala or whatever. Mm-hmm. So whatever he, that brain part is called. Yeah. Madula. At, at first, <clears throat> the way it was written, it made it sound like Luz made a conscious decision to get the f out of there, and maybe that's true. But also, Luz didn't start showing up until Rand was starting to channel. So Rand getting shielded, maybe Dude, that's Luz what cut off. his connection to Luz off. Yeah. So did Luz run away or is Luz not able to connect to Rand anymore because of the shielding? And that's I know y'all won't answer that, but that's kind of that's the question I had here. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I knew that was Yeah, thank you, Adam. Or maybe Luz is in a whole other multiverse and he's been communicating through his head through the one source and now he don't want to communicate with him anymore. He's gonna find somebody else to pick with. A whole mm-hmm. new world. That's that's a raffle. Uh, so don't yeah, you um, touch the power. And the first thing Rand thinks is like, how could this be? It's only three of them. I should be able to overpower this. And he tries to, and that's when the other women remove their hoods, and he's like, they're like, uh, like oh, I fucked up. Do a little dance. <laughs> And like, yeah, you thought you outsmarted us, but we got you. Uh, That's that moment. Like, so you're at school and, you know, you step up to those couple of bullies that, you know, were talking shit and everything. You got, you know, you got the power and everything. You, you, you're ready to hit them. You like brought a crowbar with you. And then you look around all of a sudden you're like, why, why are so many people just standing here? And then you're like, mm-hmm. they're all, they're all focusing on me and. And then you like start looking around. And you're like, hold on a second, I am completely surrounded. And Been and there, then you that. end up in the news because, <laughs> there, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, at, mm-hmm. I, I spent I spent a night uh, in Germany out with my buddies. They wanted to go back. I was having a good time talking to a girl. Obviously, ended up hopping clubs with her. Uh, went back near her neighborhood. She was not German. She was of a different cultural background. That neighborhood was very heavy in that. The guys were not pleased that I was there with her. When I went to leave, there were two of them that were talking crap, kind of following me. You know, I turned around to kind of, all right, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. I was pretty confident I had it. They looked malnourished. I think I could have had it. I was, yeah, not aware that coming around the corner was like 10 other dudes. And then, like, once I saw them at a corner of my eye, I was like, let me get a few in so it's not a 100% beatdown. Let me just go ahead and swing a few and then tuck and cover. And that's there's a story about my brother got jumped in college. So, he, there, there's a fraternity at, at uh, my brother went to UVA, University of Virginia, and there's a fraternity that they call themselves the Naked Marauders because all the guys in the fraternity get naked and they wear coattails and they go streaking as part of their tradition. My brother's coming home from a bar drunk. I would and, a bunch, do. 
and a bunch of naked dudes are start running towards him. So he talks starts cutting crap. So the entire fraternity completely de- naked beat the crap. He gets he gets beat up by like twenty naked mm. dudes. Mm. Just like mm. beat the crap out of him. He's like <laughs> smacked in the face with it. <laughs> no, knowing your brother and not in a sexual way at all, but knowing your brother, I bet you when he tells that story, he's got a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> he's got shot by 20 naked dudes uh yeah Boy. so that happened um <laughs> things that things i'll tell his kid when when she gets older um yeah so, <laughs> um yeah so yeah he's shielded um at this point um uh corin says something along the lines like uh you know um something something along the lines that it's pity that you know you didn't cooperate and go willingly that we had to come to this and galena immediately steps in and says well since we get out, I'm Red Aja. We're in charge now. And Rand's like, "Oh shit!" And they stuff in the box. Oh no! And Rand tries to scream, oh, no. but can't. Yeah, um, I wonder if the normal reader is supposed to get here and go, "Oh no!" and like feel bad for Rand. But after everything we talked about and how this was getting set up, <laughs> I was like, "That's what you get, dummy." <laughs> uh, you know what? My mind instantly went to where it's going later, which was. This is why they've been channeling so much. Yes. Been practicing. Yeah. Not just practicing. Not just practicing cover. They knew pe- yes. They knew people were watching. So they wanted to make something very regular. Yes. Mm. So, so nothing seems out of the ordinary. Exactly. Because his hope is like the minute somebody finds pe- this much channeling going on, they're going to be on top of it. But this has been happening from the Same beginning. Same amount of channeling. Mm-hmm. Nothing new. Nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing to see. These here. women came here fully intending on putting a cat in a box. Well, I do believe this was their plan B. Their plan A was unrealistic. It was never going to happen, but this was their plan B. They got a dark mm-hmm. friend leading them. This is always their plan A. Mm-hmm. They just okay. didn't know it. I'd like to jump to dark friend, and that's an it's a or, or black Aja or something like that. That's entirely possible. But no, we know they have black Aja manipulating them. Yeah, but that doesn't from, within the from what we know about Aes Sedai and what they think and how they think like not even the dragon can talk to us that way not even like we're Aes Sedai like they're so full of themselves this doesn't necessarily need to be bad Aes Sedai I can, no, see, I can see you're right you're right normal yeah. and I operating like like this. you're right I mean this is a red thing and we got reds yeah. running the show so I, I would agree with you on that but Never I air quotes around bad. I mean, every, yeah. everybody in this book, every character is flawed in, in some way. But huh. anyways. Yeah. I so mean, then we are jump- they going in with ill intent? Yes. Does that mean they're black Asha? Not necessarily. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's I, I get you said it way better than my Rand. So so what, what do you think we're going to do from here? I mean, what do you think is going to happen to Rand? I mean, do you have any predictions as far as is he going to be brought by the Tarn I hope he doesn't get rescued immediately. This is one of these moments where I want him to sit in timeout and think about what he did. (laughs) Rand is officially in timeout. There is no shame in your victim blame game. I mean, so, considering, like, I think Rand's with us for quite some time. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's a way out eventually. So, like, I'm not too concerned. But I, I want him to sit and think about it. Oh, you know what I? You know what I added to 
I've I've rarely had to put my kids in timeout, and there was an incident the other day where it was it was one of mine and one of Meredith's that, you know, they each had their own individual thing happen around the same time. I was like, you know what, y'all go sit on the couch, no tablet, no TV, no, just sit there. We we'll do a little timeout, and I was like, well, I'm not just gonna have them sit there in their thoughts. I'm gonna just go talk to them, but it wasn't like a constructive conversation or anything. I just talked about whatever I wanted to talk about, and I <laughs> bored the shit out of them for about 15 minutes and then i was asking him about it i was like so you, you enjoying your time out and her youngest goes it would be better if you weren't talking <laughs> <laughs> and i was That's like yes gotcha mission accomplished yeah so basically, they're just going to carry Rand around and talk to him nonstop about nonsense until the point where he's really, really I'm upset. so sorry. <laughs> Please let me go. I'll, so, I'll serve me. you I'll, now. I'll, serve I'll do anything talking. if you just stop talking. <laughs> stop talking. Stop. Uh, so we switched to Bane and Chiat's point of view. Um, I guess it's Bane's point of view, but they're always together. Uh, and they're sitting outside the Great Hall. And Bane's surprised when the I said I just come out um, after so quickly coming in. Um you know, carrying chest, chest and, you know, uh, confronted by Galena and Galena tells her that Rand rudely told, told them off and they're pissed off about his rude behavior and um, said they'll come back in the, in the palace in a few days. Well, um, yeah. And that's pretty much all what we have a, in that little. What a perfect plan. Mm -hmm. You know, what's bad as much as we like, as the reader, we get put off by the eyes that I and their attitudes and, their thought that they're so much better than everybody else. Like in this scenario, in this plan, they planned it perfectly. Their plan relied on, they, they knew Rand a little bit better than some of the other Aes Sedai. Either that or they guessed right in how he would act. I was going to say, and which they is took really it, They crazy. took advantage of his being naive. I don't, I don't They just planned it perfectly. Mm -hmm. I mean, how else can you... We and we're always thinking, oh, with all these maidens around and da da da, like nobody's could get to Rand without this really big fight. It's not going to be easy. And they just they just walk in, took him, and left, mm -hmm. and convinced everybody that Rand's the right. asshole. Yeah. And everybody goes, yep. uh, and everybody goes, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that checks out. Yeah, right. Sounds about right. Yeah, we hate yeah. we hate it when he does that to us too. He does it to us too. He, what he does jerk. it to us too. I'd say that's yeah. fairly classic him. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. And then we switch to Perrin's point of view where um, uh, Nandera comes in and tells Perrin that Rand's left the palace and, and Lord and, and Loyal and Fial just plain stones nonstop. <laughs> and Perrin, mm. Perrin's like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would he leave? Like he had plans for us. Like he wouldn't leave without telling us. This doesn't make any sense. And, uh, and Dara tells Perrin that, you know, this is normal behavior for Rand. Rand, you know, he just sometimes just ups and leaves and does stuff yeah, like this. It'd be like that sometimes. He'll be back in a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yep, that's, we had this little snippet. Yeah, Perrin's a little sus, but every, all the, are you like, yeah, this is what happens. You know, he does this. Like, <laughs> they're literally just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Constantly pulls good, good cover story. Mm -hmm. Man. Well. Yep. Again, that's um, what Rand gets. That's all I could keep saying. You know, I, I have to say, I'm proud of them for their plan. They executed it perfectly. They, they did made off with really a well. huge prize, and they will be halfway to Tarvalin before anybody pays 
any attention or thinks anything of it because like y'all said earlier they've tracked his patterns mm-hmm. they've watched his comings and goings they realize that nobody really has a firm understanding of what he does and how he does it it they were genius like mm-hmm. they are the real eyes to die they are the white tower like all right you ready for crazy theory conspiracy theory whatever prediction Fuck yeah mm-hmm. all right he's he's bonded either with the shielding or whatever is it uh, alana mm-hmm. she's gonna know something's up mm-hmm. lana's gonna com- communicate this with varin even though nobody was supposed to go near all the male channelers varin being a brown like she is probably like fuck it i'm gonna go check them out and somehow she's able to get the information to taim that ran's been snatched up and now taim able able to travel is part of the rescue plan with all the Ashaman. And this is where shit hits the fan. It's just one one crazy way this could go down. Okay. Sure. It's a good theory. Yeah. <laughs> Ver- sure. Somewhere in here, Varen's going to brown. Because that's what she do. But Varen's browning generally turns into some really interesting series of events. Yeah, that's Varen. true. I love Varen so much. That's yeah. great. <laughs> She's fucking top tier. I love Varen. Yeah. Varen's yeah. awesome. So after this point of view, we should back to Rand. Uh, Rand's testing his uh, shield. Realizes there's six points converging to one. You can feel they all feel a little different. So he's testing the shield. Um, but he's lost complete track of time at this point. And this is when he regrets not taking Moraine's advice not to trust anyone. Dumb. And host. And host perhaps one of the one of the wise ones who can channel, or maybe another Asadai walk past and, and feel all the channeling happening. <laughs> they're not gonna um, notice the difference. No, nope, they so planned much. for this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They were straight up geniuses. Like they were G's. I like them. Like I love what they did here. They thought it all out. They did. Right. And it's, it goes back to Soralia's Sor point of view as she's a wise one, walks right by where Rand's being held captive and pays it no mind. She feels about the channel. He's like, yeah, that's been going on for days. But this is week. why I think about Alana, because, again, I know there's a bazillion books coming out. I'm fairly confident Rand's going to be a part of a lot of them. So this isn't the end of Rand. So how does Rand get out of it? The only thing that they may not have planned for or thought about well enough is Rand's connection to Alana. And she's going to recognize. Well, they don't know about it yet, so. Do they not? Well, yeah, maybe not. No, they, they don't. don't. Right. So. No, a very, sh- very few people. I think a very small number of people. Right. Um, Good question from chat. So anyways, Alana's going to know. Chat goes, wait, if Taim is. Because Demon Dread, Dread has been Dread? demanded to make sure that Rand makes it to a certain point. Rand's still needed by the Dark One. Demand. Dread don't give two shits about anybody else other than when you you don't become number one by letting somebody else take out number one. Rand is his to destroy by his plan. So will he go save Rand so that he can then take Rand down later? Yes, because that's what twisted fucks like him do. But great question. Sorry to put it. Sorry to slam the door on that. Uh, That's what fucks like him do. Apparently, I'm drinking angry beer. I did not know. (laughs) I'm here for it. I surprised myself. I still love you. Tell you what, whoever that was, uh, sent him something from the gift shop. But (laughs) 
more. I mean, the- <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're absolutely right. And the well, and the other side of that is is because Rand's still needed. The the Dark One needs him for something. Maybe the continuation of the breaking of the seals can't occur if they take out a link too soon. A thread. Let's use the right word. If yeah. a thread that's yeah. that important is gotten rid of too soon, then maybe the wheel resets too quick. Maybe we need him to survive long enough. Yeah, you need Rand there to get you to that tipping point one way or another, and then at the tipping point, that's Boom. where the, the dark one really... Yep. Yep. Yeah. So guys, ready to move on to the last chapter tonight? There were three chapters? I'm kidding. Yes, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> chapter 52. Weaves of the power, and we got the dice. So that means we get some Matt, and we start in Matt's point of view. Because Matt's playing some dice in the common room. Is he? Of the one he's losing. Yeah. Which is crazy. The luck used to be strong in him, and it's like the further away from Rand he goes, the the lower his luck is. Hmm. No, I think he is uh, very close to his destined significant other. I mean, what else could possibly be destroying his luck force? <laughs> and I mean, I, I know that sounds negative, but like, um, you know, the, the person you connect with the most, they they have the power to like help you raise to great heights or they also have the same power to like destroy you and just. So, yeah, he's somewhere in here. He's met his his counter. Or maybe his okay. match. It could be a good thing. Mm. It could be a bad thing. But... Okay. Or somebody that knows. Is... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as he's playing dice, Vanin, 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 Vanin. Yeah. He comes in and tells um, tells him that Elaine and Nynaeve have managed to slip out of the palace again uh, without being seen. Um, and Matt ends his game to go speak with Mist- Mistress Anna, and um, and she comments about his luck here, and um, you know, her husband should ask him where to fish. Makes some kind of funny comment about it. <laughs> um, Oliver's also here, and he's been doing some horse racing. Ollie, <laughs> so Ollie's a G. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for Brigitte to meet her Ollie. Do you really think that's a thing? I like maybe it is. I but. think it is. I think that'd be cool. It's like as they cross each other's paths, Brigitte goes, She raises him instead of marrying. Wait, 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 that's my boy. But this time she raises him instead of marries him. Uh, or you know, they just stay friends for a few. It's gonna be like the the the, the Padme Anakin thing, like they're friendly until he gets old enough and they're like, All right, let's knock the boots. Okay. <laughs> That's a, so a groom Oliver hates sand. <laughs> hates but. sand. But he does like horse racing, much to Matt's dismay. He's actually kind of upset about spent with Nalcine because he's entered Oliver twice as a jockey now. But Oliver's won both races, so he's kind of a natural at it. You know, he's a small kid. Oliver's but, siphoning his luck. Yeah, did the luck pass <laughs> off to him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Oliver wants to keep riding. Matt's like that, trying to be a dad. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, you know, Matt taking a father fatherly role here. Yeah, Matt know. as dad is very very funny. 
I mean, but didn't he kind of do that? Well, in the TV show, he did that with his sisters. Not so much in the book. What's that? So. What's that uh, older mafia movie where the kid starts working for the mob boss guy and is making a bunch of money and the dad is like, yeah, Bronx Tale. This is what reminds me of that. Dad's like, you know, the, the blue collar <laughs> worker making his money the right way, but it's not a lot. Right. You know, son's yeah. off working for the mob, making bank. Yep. Yeah, that's all Oliver. He's yeah. he's joined he's joined the, the mob here. Yeah. Matt, the mob boss is trying to to instill <laughs> some uh discipline and, and and keep him in line and doesn't want him getting hurt. And also Oliver starts to flirt with the with one of the I guess one of the maids or is it the Matt's like, who's he get this yeah. shit from? Yeah, I know. Looks, in looks, it, looks in the mirror. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's that commercial me. from the 80s. I learned it from watching you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fudge. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to tell her. I've heard it from my old man at least a hundred times. <laughs> Schwartz. <laughs> uh, a little boy cat and the man in the moon. What's the song? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. cats great. We'll get together cats then. Yeah, cats yeah. Cats yeah. Cats yeah. Stevens. Mm. <laughs> yes, a good song. I think so. reminds me of. Well, speaking hat. speaking of bands, that's where Matt goes is to assemble the band. Um, you know, Matt goes up to his room where uh, Naram is fussing around. Um, Matt helps Matt get dressed. Matt tucks in all his knives, the million of them, all over him, and <laughs> takes his spear and goes outside. The rest of no, the he leaves the spear, doesn't he? Oh yeah, no, no, right. he leaves the spear. Yes, you're right. You're right. He leaves Have we noticed that every single character, every character, eventually turns into that stereotypical hero that when they have to pass through a medical metal detector and take their weapons out, it's a five minutes of pulling yeah. knives out of all sorts of Tom's pulling shit out of his mustaches, like just. <laughs> True. They're about to pass and through, always, and the guard goes, always, "No, no, no!" They're like, "Oh, and wait, then they pull knife. the last one out of their sock yeah. or whatever." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and a yo-yo. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. It, it is a, is quite a classic trope uh, yeah. that that Jordan definitely leads on here. It's um, like they it's like they all got it. <laughs> yeah, Men, men's even starting to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, leaves them. Says he orders to find a boatman with a ferry uh, to help him cross because they're heading out with the band today. Uh, I mean, like this time we're going to go across the water because we haven't searched there yet and we can't yeah. find them. So we're going across the water. Going to go to the Rahad. Yeah. So, and then we switch over to Elaine. So anything from all Matt, I know it's not a whole lot there. I mean, it's a couple couple of pages, but not much happens besides just Oliver's racing horses. Matt's um, not doing well. Yeah. But I feel like the luck thing is important because I okay. mean, well, it, it is important. It's, it's, it's surrounded Matt the whole time. And now his isn't there. But then as we find out his luck is not great, we find out that Oliver's is. So what's happening there? I well, and answers. the luck has been keeping him alive. Correct. Mm. So we his, need that luck to stick around with him. Okay. But his luck I comes from this ancient connection that he's developed. So if there's a counter to his luck or something that or maybe a boy that was born that was really him and so that's like battling with himself. Or oh, you luck. think Oliver has some relation to him truly? Maybe he is him. Well, that would just be trippy. I won't write that off. But that would be <laughs> the purple light that you have in the background is making me like ah, maybe 
yeah. two maybe maybe two masses that are the same cannot be in one universe at the same time. Mm. And now we're yeah having to sure. spin one of them out. Maybe Matt has to die so that Oliver could become something greater. Well, maybe Matt maybe Matt learns the ability to not only control his luck and and maybe he can share it with others around it around him hmm. and maybe because of the affections he's developing for other Oliver and like a fatherly type figure and want to look out for him he's able to extend that to him but then it takes away from him i don't know it's all sorts of i don't know I have a feeling that there's some sort of counter to his luck that is present. But then I get worried. I mean, then I start thinking Forsaken or maybe something worse that we don't know about. Because if Matt's luck comes to him through this connection with his ancient self or something like that, and there's a counter to it, then wouldn't that counter also have some connection to some, you know, far back distant counterbalance, right? Mm. Are we talking Forsaken? Are we talking something further back than that? Are we talking quantum entanglement or what? No. <laughs> Could be. Could be. I'll leave that to Alan to answer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't fully right. understand quantum entanglement enough to actually answer these questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can scratch the surface on these things, and then my mind just kind of melts, and that's all I get. I just know um, if you see something that's blue, it's not blue. You just see the blue reflecting off of it. Yeah. And that still blows my mind. Yeah. So what is there just, is everything technically the same color, but they just reflect differently? What is, but well, there can't be is without isn't. <laughs> That's my astigmatism. Okay, like, I'm okay, actually seeing okay, Bill Clinton. People like myself <laughs> with astigmatisms are seeing the real world. Oh yeah. What if we got it right? Um, and then everybody else has it wrong, but they want to correct our vision to make it. There is a blur around everything. There's a halo oh, yeah. around everything. There is. Dude, my astigmatism gets bad sometimes. Driving, get all the. Oh yeah. See the road. I'm like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I drove like that. I was 25, and I got real glasses, and then like the world was in 4D. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I get it. Some I get it bad sometimes. It's just yeah. if, my, if I'm tired, it gets really bad. Sure. But anyway, so switch to Elaine's point of view and the Rahad and the ghetto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See now so, we're, yeah. we're we're like in my old stomping grounds. I feel like <laughs> yeah. um, oh, real at home. Yeah, yeah. This was a comfortable chapter for me. <laughs> exactly. They're they're in the in the rough area of town, searching for the bull of winds. In uh, walls, baby crying. Everybody knows what's going that. on. Yeah, that's the projects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever sent you that uh, the Disney Hood version or whatever, where it's uh it's it's um. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Bell? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where instead of like bonjour, it's what's oh, good. We're good. <laughs> it's like you seen her. What's good? Be her. Seen her. That yes. It's great. If you if you guys haven't checked it out, I, I, I'll find it and I'll put I'll put on Discord. It's it's yes. fantastic. There's yes. an entire like Disney in the hood. It's great. Um. So, <laughs> um. So yeah, they disguise as poor widowed women because Thailand said that would probably be um uh they refused to marry again. They're wearing, you know, knives to symbolize that. And Thailand uh suggested they wouldn't be bothered bothered if they look run down and not interested in anyone else. And and they, as they wake their way through um, you know, all these different streets, they find the building they think is the building they saw in Tel Aran Riyadh. Uh and the people there are not really that friendly. Um 
Don't look at it all at him. A brawl actually breaks out on the street. Knife fight. And the crowd just sits and watches because that's what happens. That's what they do. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what they do. They pause, pull out some popcorn, watch for a little bit, <laughs> chomp on the popcorn. That's cool. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it, this is it, where men could just pop out of nowhere, shank somebody, and leave. It would yeah. fit. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what they do yeah. here. No, but they don't do well with outsiders. It's like any other hood. Like you can fight somebody in your hood, and the hood will watch. But the minute somebody from outside the hood steps into the hood, you're fighting the whole hood. Then you're fighting the whole hood. Like <laughs> yep. that's, yeah. that does not work. Men cannot go here and shank somebody. Because then that's she true. would be mauled. She's an outsider. That's true. Massacred. Yeah. That's yeah. No, Don't worry. You use a come here. You can't. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I had a job right out of college where like, I had to go take pictures of properties for loans and things like that. And I remember I, I pulled up to a, I, someone had an investment property in, in the hood and it was rented out, Section <laughs> 8 housing. Um, and I remember I had to go take pictures and there's like, I don't know five guys just sit on the on the stoop of the of the place when i go up and take pictures like hey guys i'm gonna take a picture they're like hell you are i was like listen uh, your landlord sent me out here he needs a loan i need to take a picture of the property you guys can be in it if you want but i'm going to take these pictures and like i, I for a second there i was like do i need a police escort just to take pictures of the hood? Uh, no. uh, <laughs> there goes my question she would tray like always <laughs> <laughs> Every morning, just the same. You pulled the lyrics. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Well, Alan, if you were, if it was college or just out of college, maybe we weren't too far removed. So uh, we talked about this before. I probably could not go back now and be able to talk the talk well enough to even. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to. But yeah. college years or just after college, I could still. Yeah, both, go back so, around heritage, whatnot, and yeah. talk yeah, it both, up. And and after a couple seconds, at first they'd look at me, and then after talking for a little bit, they'd be like, "Okay, yeah, well, yeah. You're, for, you're well enough that you're from around here. You could be in the conversation. You may not get respect, but you're allowed we're, in the conversation." Right? When we were in high school. You we went to high school in the hood, so yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Yeah, it. it was fun. Uh, it was good times. But yeah, so the knife fight breaks out. Uh, you know, the women leave you know, trying not to attract any attention to them. Um, and, um, you know, one of the guys ends up, I guess, knife the other guy. They collapse. Yeah. I was going to say, they started to leave. And then Elaine, Elaine, just like when we Elaine first met her, got to, got to heal him. Let me go fix yeah. this. Yep. Which is interesting. She's fucking bad at it. Well, yeah. bad at it. She, she's a green now, right? Is that what she claimed? Elaine, I yes. think, yeah, I think they're like, yes, yes. Elaine, yeah. Elaine yeah, went Elaine green. green. Mm-hmm. So she's the battle Aja, who, mm-hmm. but the first time we met her, she wanted to heal. Now, her right. first instinct here, it was not to jump in and fight along somebody or jump in and break up the fight. It was, let's watch it happen, but let's heal. So, well, and I think really Elaine's primary motivation for choosing the green is because she wants to be in multiple orders, right? I mean, he doesn't want multiple orders, but yeah, she wants to marry Rand like she did from the first moment she met him, which is totally a normal thing. But why can't they break the mold of this Aja business? They're already breaking the mold of so many other things. Why can't she be like, It's a great question. I'm gonna be a yellow, I'm gonna have six warders. Uh, Rand's going to be my main squeeze and then the other ones, we're going to do that voyeur thing and just kind of watch them do stuff. 
Right. Well, the yeah. other thing to remember is that Elaine's ability with healing, like her ability to use healing, is very low. She just yeah, yeah. doesn't have an aptitude right. for it. You so, just, you know, when when the person you're playing against isn't looking, so you tap the mana once one way and you just keep talking and really complicated, and then you tap the mana the other way, it's called the double tap. And if they're not paying attention, you can get two or three taps out of that mana before they realize <laughs> <laughs> that you... <laughs> it's all about how quick you can talk and how confident you can sell it. Oh, mm -hmm. God, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, but before she can heal him, some other woman, Ashra, just kind of barges in and starts to do some, some, some weaving. Some of the some some literally yeah. stuff well, full of herbs. Using herbs, but the herbs ain't what did it. No, right. Well, nothing did it because he still dies. She's like, ah. yeah, he still dies. Yeah, but now you gotta go she, tell his wife that she you killed him. But there was channeling. There's channeling, yeah. She could yes. she could see she could see that there's channeling. Uh and just wondering why is there random water here in our hot? Um so I had a question mark there notes for you guys. why do you think there is a random well uh, do you think it was Isid I or do you think it's something else? No, I mean I agree. I do think indeed that she is a wilder. Um and I think it's just like a wisdom. They okay. were they're there, they know very little, their power wasn't really they're far enough removed from the tower geographically, and then the reputation of the land is far enough removed because of how bad it is, and nobody wants to touch it. I mean, there are there are a number of very intelligent people in the hood that never get their their day in the sun. Wait, do like, we know where do we know where Nynaeve is from? Tours. But like from from? Yeah, I think no, so in the don't. show she's not. Uh, in the show she's not, but I think in the book she's from Two Rivers. Okay, maybe that's and what's messing me up. In the show messed it up where she's from elsewhere. Yeah. Somewhere right. else. Okay, well then never mind. Scratch that. Yeah. But do we know her parents? <laughs> I guess that, that's no. where my mind was going. They don't, don't talk her about her parents, parents much. From. Yeah, we don't talk about her parents. They, the dad yeah. died when she was a young, at a young age. Yeah, we don't know where they're from. She mentions that her dad taught her how to track and like track, yeah, craft and stuff. Yeah, so there's that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, never mind. You can edit that out, Alan. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt Chris with nothing. I interrupted you with nothing. <laughs> so, no, you're good. Um, Ezra may have been that one that just kind of, you know, as she matured, the power matured within her. Mm -hmm. And like any other place, you got to have somebody that's kind of in charge. And here she has the uncanny ability to heal people in a place where people like to fight. Like she's got value, she's got street cred. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. And, and Brigitte warns Elaine not to speak to Azra, um, saying that you know, hey, you might get yourself in trouble. Just, just move on. Hey, just fish, don't away. breathe using water. Just walk away. Just walk away. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it, it can't. See, now here's my theory. Azra has the bowl. Oh, you think so? Okay. Hey. She's I'm kind of hoping like, something happens where they partner up with her, and maybe this this is the person or one of the type of people that the other Aes Sedai are here to find. So maybe the tower knew that there's channelers from this area, um, but maybe there's something unique about them. Like, I mean, we we know there's the wind talkers, so we already know there's other groups of women in this world that channel that the Aes Sedai didn't really know about. Yeah. Uh, or at least didn't we didn't know that they knew about them, right? 
So maybe this is another group, and but but maybe there was a reason they didn't try to get women channelers from this area. I mean, it's a rough area. Nobody wants to go there, so everybody there's riffraff. Like it's yeah. discredited. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And then as they leave, Matt and Nalcine round the corner, and they don't even recognize them because they're in disguise. Obviously, disguises worked. And Brigitte points out that Matt looks like the more dangerous of the two. Um, this is what bothered me. Is like, why didn't Matt and them already figure out? They're using the, the power. So they're probably changing their appearance. So you're totally wasting your time trying to attack, trying to track them down. Yeah. Well, but does Matt know that they can change, change their appearance? Like, no, but if he hadn't found yeah. them by now with the guys that he has on his squad, you're not going to find them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He he did have a very crafty way of getting the most sneaky people possible in his inner yeah. circle. Yeah. That disappointed me. Matt didn't think that through very well. They could have used that time to do something much more creative. Yeah. You know why I'm okay with Matt being reckless here? Let me go back to two episodes ago. I want something to happen where Matt has to bust out his fighting skills and Elaine and Egwene see it and realize that Matt is more than they thought he was. Whether Mm. he saves them, saves the day, or just some fight on the street where they're like, holy shit. Brigitte just said he has a uh, BDE. Mm-hmm. She's starting to see it. She's that's like, wait a minute. Is. That's the that's the most dangerous man on the street right now. And yeah. I may I might not have seen it before, but in this context of dangerous people, that dude is somebody. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So anything else from all this before, before we switch to Egwene and Logan? Egwene yeah. and Logan. Yeah. This is really the most exciting thing that happened in all these chapters. I can't believe we've talked so much about everything else. Yeah. This Egwene Logain thing. This is what this is what we're here to talk about tonight. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. <laughs> trouble is, trouble is, there's not much to say about it other than what happens, and it's yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah, it's it's, it's about it's, to go down. <laughs> it's about to go. Actually, no, I don't think it's about to go anywhere. It's a big turn of events. It is a big mix. It is. Yeah. I think if anybody calls um, Taim out, it's going to be low gain. So that's what I'm wor- not worried, but that's what I'm anticipating. Even if Ran, so Ran sticks to his policy, all male channelers. Oh, let's get here first. If, hey, guys, if, if you haven't read, Logan's been asked what, what he thinks about Ran's policy on male channelers and, and the amnesty and. He's mm-hmm. like, the oh, yeah. fuck, this is what you're asking me? Arr! And then, like, they're like, oh, my God, just lock him back up. Yeah. And then Egwene's like, we're going to set him free. Just just let him yep. go. Free, free, set him free. Set hey, pretty him this whole free. scene up just real fast. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens. <laughs> we're we're going to drug the other eyes to die. We're going to, you know, turn a blind eye, unlock the door, and, and let him see go. where he goes. And this right, is so with- Wayne playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. I fucking correct, love Wayne. Uh, this is that multi-level chess. Yeah, so 3D chess. even regular 3D chess. chess. This 3D chess. chess. This, yeah. And this is why Gwayne is my character of the night. Damn you. We're not <laughs> there yet, Chris. <laughs> you can have her. Why is she your favorite? I'll pick Logan because this is going to be a catalyst of some shit. And, the, and thanks mm-hmm. for the quick summary. We covered the whole chapter. But this is where it's going to get interesting. Uh, 
does Logan just go off and do his own thing? Possibly. Does he go meet up with Rand or Taim or attempt to go find Rand? Even if that happens, he's going to be drawn to Rand. Think about it. Before we even go there first, my real favorite characters of this chapter, though, are the wise ones because they created a very wise woman in Egwene now. And oh. I, a book ago, I hated Egwene. Like I went, I went from loving Egwene to hating Egwene, and now I'm like, I love Egwene. Like I would marry an Egwene type. Mm-hmm. Like she's in control, in command. She's very subtle. She lets you think you are in control when really she's just making you do what she wants in a sly way. Not even sly. She's just being herself and letting you think. Well, her aptitude for politicking is yes extremely impressive and like it obviously is. she's learned from swan she's, she's from backwaters but and yeah but she obviously has like aptitude for this kind of shit and yeah. she's she got doesn't a mind dis- for it and- yeah she doesn't dismiss anybody or any input no not at all she filters it all and right. she goes all right well this is what you're telling me uh this is your angle this is what i could get out of you to help me with what I want or maybe you've revealed something new so it kind of changes my plan but like she she doesn't dismiss anybody and she and, doesn't and mind she, taking her time right but she she finds a way to use that information to kind of mold her own plan and this really 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 came to fruition because of the work of the wise ones so we got to give them their credit I believe that. Do. Yep. and they have mm-hmm. molded her into a very very brilliant person yeah whether she knows it or not she's what Acting right now is one of the most confident characters of our original characters. Agreed. Mm-hmm. She's willing to do her own thing and, and I confident. I never thought I'd talk to her about her this way. Yeah, she, she had can... some shaky moments. Well, she got Dancing she had some experiences that broke her down. So yes, that there's that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then after all this, she decides to go sleep. Take a nap, sure. Because this book's all. I'm late. I'm late. Tired. (laughs) So take a nap. (laughs) And Friday Uh, missiles. Tired. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and then um, uh, goes to meet with Elena Nynaeve and tell Ron Riad to get reports on how the hunt for the bull's going, which is not really that great. And Agrain's like, "How about we just drop the whole thing, come back?" And they're like, "No, no, we're so close. We'll stay." And yada yada yada. They decide to yeah keep hunting. So that's all that in a nutshell. Um, also, they said to use Matt, but go easy on Matt. Didn't know what you thought about Egwene telling them to use Matt. But Nynaeve, be nice to them. <laughs> I mean, I, again, here's Egwene being wise. Uh huh. And them dismissing her in a sense, but, and she's not using her power and her authority to make them do what she wants. She's still remaining true to her idea. Or, that she wants to maintain a friendship with these people. And at this point, that's to her disadvantage because she knows how they are and she knows that they're not using Matt to their fullest potential. So this is that moment where she should sped things up and said, look, you could use Matt and his men and speed up the search a little bit. And Matt has this lucky, uncanny ability to make shit happen around him so maybe he can roll the die and find this bowl for you if you tell him what you're after. Or use Oliver to find the bowl. Or maybe use Oliver, some, one of the two. Maybe it's one of these ridiculous things like, oh, there's only this teeny tiny air duct vent 
to get into this room to get the bowl and none of us can fit. And Oliver goes, I can fit. <laughs> push him in there. And he gets it. Yep. And then they also ask about, Egwene asks about Rand. Uh, or Lane asks about Rand. Egwene says he's in Kyrian, as far as she knows. And Perrin and Fael are married. Gives like a little bit of a rundown on what's yeah. going on. A little report. Um, yeah, Lane hopes that Min and Avienda um, get along. <laughs> um, interesting. Um, interesting. And, uh, interesting. Will you and please give them this message for me? Please like her as much as you like me. And then, uh, yeah, Elaine leaves and Nynaeve stays behind to see if uh, any news about Lan. And there's none. So that's mm. that's pretty much it for the Teleron route dream. And since you mentioned Lan. But before we get to Lan, Egwene does wake with Swan. Ugh. And yeah, had a little interaction. Do we have to? We don't have to. I mean, <laughs> all right, Egwene, wah, 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 Swan, the F you talking about, like, this is just how shit is for people in your position. Get used to that shit. Egwene, okay. End scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's some. there's some words of wisdom there. You know, do what you think is right, and that sometimes you'll end up paying for it. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes you even do the right thing, you'll pay for it. Right. Whether you're right or wrong, like, there's consequences for being in this position. So yeah. roll, roll with it. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. And then we switch to Myrell's point of view for the very end, as a uh, a a man on a dark horse approaches, and she can sense the bond getting closer. The the man, the man, not, he's back. It's, it's not a lowercase italicized in quotations. Mm -hmm. No, a. it is the it's man. the man, the man, Lan the man, Lan the man. Get it right, my dragon. I kind of felt bad for him. He's been yeah. he's battered and bruised, but he made it. Interesting that his new Aes Sedai also feels really bad about what's happening. Like, this mm -hmm. hasn't been done in, like, forever. It's, like, not a cool thing to do. And kind of on eggshells approaching him. Well, he Land, just got pimped. Yeah, mm -hmm. Land totally, I mean, his vibe, he's not happy about it but it's interesting how this bonding works and he's still drawn to her mm -hmm. uncontrollable drawn but still at the same time conscious about being pissed about it well let's be real yeah. if she was really upset about it she could have let him go at any time she could have it. Well, but the whole purpose of sending him to Morel specifically is that she has this specialization yeah or taking careful, yeah. Of, what? Yeah, of oh, like, taking care of broken saving, men. Yeah, saving uh, these worse. So yeah, and and Moraine, like there's a reason for it. Moraine, even she even said she wanted to save land. She didn't want him dying in some last ditch effort to, you know, mm -hmm. get revenge or something. Because that's what like land that. would do. Land oh, would yeah. drive straight for the blight if he was not bonded right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because not first of all, he's going to be. <laughs> suicidal anyway and second of all yeah. he really believes that his destiny is to die fighting the blade and it's like mm -hmm. yeah you know on the one hand i understand why maureen did it but i also have a huge problem with the fact that she did it without mm -hmm. getting his consent right like not cool remember back yeah. in the day where we thought maybe she had changed her mind and she had bonded him to naive naive Mm -hmm. I think that might eventually still happen. Oh, the, I, I the bond transfer, know that. But ho hopefully more consensual by the time that comes around. But <laughs> apparently consent ain't a thing in this series. 
<laughs> yeah, the whole idea of enthusiastic consent. It was the 90s, man. Is... <laughs> There's the what? I said it was the 90s. It was 90s, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll like just go 90s. off of hints and be like, yeah, I think yeah. I think she wants me. No, it's, yeah. yeah, no. Bad, Don't bad. you want me, baby? I, um, not really. <laughs> not really. Maybe, but I haven't made, made up my mind yet. That's a yes. Oh, <laughs> um, no, sir. Yeah, and and Rill's really worried about just like taking one look at him, wondering if she should be able to keep him alive. And that's how we end this chapter with her trying to figure out how she going, how is she going to handle this? Because he yeah. is definitely not not happy to be there. Doesn't want any part of this. Yeah, I mean, we've all talked about the reasons of not being happy about how this went down. But if she can help him, and if Rand can, or not Rand, Land can, you know, recover from this loss and become either what he was or or better, like, man, from a reader perspective, mm -hmm. how are we not happy about that? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I wish the best for him is what I'm saying. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I want to see him back. By, want him yeah. back by Rand's side at some point. So Moraine gave him some good tidbits here and there, but uh, I feel like the there was a lot of compassion and a lot of care and mentorship from Land to Rand, and it was very genuine. You know, mm -hmm. they're not in the same positions, but Land could still recognize that Rand was getting into something. He's just way over his head, and he and in so many, some overt and some subtle ways, just tried to prepare him. And, and train him and teach him and share with him what he could to, to give him better odds, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that I love about Lance interactions with Ram, like from the get go, once everybody figured out that he was the dragon, like he didn't treat him any differently. His own friends that he grew up with his entire life were like, Oh my God, you've got cooties and run away, run away. Now. Yeah. Like, but Lan continued to treat him like a human being and like a person with value and like you said did what he could to try and give him better odds to help him as much as he could to be successful and you know a very kind of I don't necessarily want to say it was a kind of fatherly kind of thing but maybe like an older brotherly kind of thing yeah that you know he mentor some capacity yeah like mm -hmm. i think he felt a certain sense of responsibility for dragging him into this because he was one of the ones who took him away from his home not that there was anything they could have done about it but mm -hmm. you know I, yeah. I do think that he he felt a certain amount of resp responsibility for that and yeah you know, or, or kind of like a oh shit you know you're you're young you're still a kid technically barely a man and you're getting drugged into this fight i've been fighting my whole life Boy, you have no idea what you're getting into. <laughs> oh, let, boy. Let me do something to help. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So, but no, instead, he's half dead. Yep. He's struggling. And that's how we end this chapter. Dun, dun, dun. You know, Alan sent us a message early on going, hey, I apologize for leaving you guys in the worst place ever, but there was nowhere good to end and to begin next. And I, I, you know, I'm not even mad at this spot. This is a good end. Yeah, this one's not. This one's not bad. Next week's gonna be worse. Yeah. <laughs> this is still Next mixed. Be a lot worse. This is mixed emotion, but it's not horrible cliffhanger. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. Next week. I, I love. I love Lance. Next, so I'm happy next to see week him is back. Be a horrible cliffhanger. 
cliffhanger. I can't believe you're making them wait another week, dude. I know. Uh, well, no, we're going to read it faster now. I think what we're going to do is we're going to record on Tuesday and then we'll do a live reading on Thursday. So you don't have to wait oh, okay. two days. So it's Okay. Bad. Um, if that so works, what is the, what was the name of this chapter or whatever it is that she wanted that Chanel wants to be a part of? What's it all about? Um, yeah, we'll get there. Um, but the next two chapters we're doing are the Feast of Lights and the Sending. There's a I'm taking and then the ascending. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. send in Rand somewhere. I guess. So. No, it probably has <laughs> nothing to do with Rand. The way Jordan is, has absolutely nothing to do with Rand. Not for three more books. He's going to disappear for three books, and people are just going to keep going. Yeah. Where is he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Feast of Lights. That's what really intrigues me more, because do we really have, have any conversation about lights anywhere, ever? Uh, you know, hopefully this is still the, the Matt Willane 90 scene. Nope. We're going to get whole new characters. We're about to go on a whole wild ride. Whole yeah. new world. Yep. Um, oh, it's Loyal's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it Maybe is. Maybe we end up with the one. Yeah. Real oh. quick before the final battle of this book, let's have a wedding. Let's have a wedding. Or yeah. we hang not out. Not, not a red one. With the Tuathawan. I think we should go back to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tra- this sounds like a fun chapter for them. The tinkers, they would do a feast of lights. They're busy tinkering pots. Um, I'm at watt.fandom.com right now, and I'm actually looking at the chapter 54 summary, and it has the list of characters, and it has the horses listed listed as characters. Oh, nice! Ooh. Thayer, Stepper, and Swallow all listed as characters. Hey. Oh, oh, there's a good hint. All right. Yeah. They have Jess, a lot of characters. It has a ton of characters. Like has a ton of characters listed. Yeah, there's a lot of characters we have to go through. <laughs> go through these chapters. A lot of stuff happens, and it's big cliffhanger. And I apologize in advance. Um, you are not so favorite favorite character <laughs> from these chapters. I know Chris already said Egwene uh, stole Ian's thunder, but um, it's uh, tough. I mean, I'd like to say Egwene also. We already said all the reasons. Yeah, but um, as a group, the Aes Sedai that snatched up Rand, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. But how much? How many times did we say repeatedly, both Chris and I, like how smooth their plan was? Yeah. Oh. They, um, I don't like it, but I got I got to respect it. Got to respect it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good game, bro. <laughs> don't hate the players. Hate the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so my my, go ahead. You finish what you're gonna say, then I'll tell you what I realized. I was gonna say my favorite character is Tomanas. You know, that's what I was saying. Get, get, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> He's, always He's always in my we're heart. We're supposed to drive to Virginia on Tuesday. I, it, that Thanksgiving just snuck up on me really fast. Yeah. Yeah, we're hosting and I need to see my fucking house. Never mind. Next next Thursday is Thanksgiving. You're right. Um Fuck. so she wanna I mean, I'm Thursday? free. I don't have my kids, but I'm sure y'all do you want to record on Thursday? And then we can finish the book on Sunday. It's a lot. Because we'll have to do a live for me. I'm joining your show now. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yes. You mean, re, re, how is this working out? You mean this Thursday? Record this Thursday? We can record the next two this Thursday if you guys want to read that fast. And then we have to do a live reading, though, between then and when we record, do my as well. So you're saying do a live reading Wednesday night, how- record Thursday? No, we have to do a live reading after we record the next chapters. We have to read so the read last. the next chapters, record Thursday. I could mm-hmm. do that. 
Okay, I could do that. And then where are we supposed to do a live recording? I don't know. We have to figure that out this weekend. I can't do Saturday. We can figure this offline. We'll figure it out. I can drive Tuesday night and still do a live recording, or Chanel can drive and I can. Yeah, Chanel can drive and you can do a live recording. You cannot drive and, and be on video at the same time. That is not safe. Yeah, <laughs> Chanel can drive. Okay. Yo, my cats roll up in a gang, by the way. Like when they come at you and they want something, they don't come alone. They both come together. They give okay. the biggest big eye looks. <laughs> Cats are weird animals. Dogs, I understand. Cats, cats yeah. I just don't get. They're yeah, weird. cats are weird. Yeah, I love cats though. I'm yeah. allergic to them though, so I can't have them anymore. I am too. Um, Mine are hypoallergenic. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Well, Jess, thank you so much for coming on. Um, can you tell thank everybody? You for having me. This is great fun. When are you joining? Are you joining us Thursday? No, <laughs> <laughs> you, you will be welcome back, definitely. Um. Yeah, and we'll we'll announce on our Discord and Twitter and everywhere what our next scheduling plan is when we're going to record stuff. But we we might make some changes around things. Uh, Jess, where can people find your content? I know you mentioned YouTube, uh, podcasts. Uh, but is there any handles or anything like that? That um, yeah, actually, you can find all of my stuff um on my link tree, which I need to figure out what that address is give me like two seconds because i'm very we're stalling we're stalling no seriously what is linktree i've never heard of that Stalling. uh linktree is basically like a, a a place where you can aggregate all of your various links into like a very simple kind of website oh like just a, so that you have like one link day. to put in your instagram bio and shit like that so yeah um it's Linktree, it's okay. It's linktr.ee slash Amarlin study. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And that's got all the stuff on it. It's got, got it. all the stuff in there. You can also all find her on Twitter and probably have her Linktree on her Twitter profile, right? So, yeah, my Twitter, my Instagram, my TikTok, my email, my YouTube, email, all of that shit. Oh, right. It's all there. Oh, wow. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah, thank right. you, Skeeter. You're the best. Yep. I love you. Skeeter. There you go. So, like that's the. YouTube. Yep. So, there, there you go. So, you can go I'm see all, all right. of Justice's wonderful stuff. And thank you so much again for coming on. We'll have to have you back at some point. Um, yeah, thank you very much for having me. This was a lot of fun. It was fun. Um, how we can be found is at the wheel reads, uh, our, the wheel reads.com. Um, that's our website. It has links there to all of our stuff. And I noticed actually going to our website, a lot of people get confused there. There are the little icons up in the top right hand corner. They have all the different, like the Twitter logo and the Facebook logo and the discord logo there. It doesn't actually have like a list of links on the website. It just has all the little icons. If you click any one of those icons, it brings you to those different social media platforms for us. So you can find all that stuff through our website. You can also find our Patreon there to uh, give us money so we can buy things like lighting for Ian. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'll get it right. <laughs> um, I didn't really, I didn't really try tonight. You know, That's... I, I do, I do actually have extra lighting here. I can give it to you sometime. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Uh, we also have a merchandise store where we sell lots of things like frosty mugs and shot glasses and fun stuff. So go check all that out. Write reviews. We love reviews. We love to read reviews. I've gotten a few recently. Actually, um, uh, Epa sent me another Apple review. Um, and it's a visual one, so I'll, I'll have to, um. Um, you know, send it to uh, what is it? The the discords. I'll I'll share it there at some point. 
basically he's, he's rating different types of apples. Um, <laughs> like literally, if you can see on my screen here, it's like, what did Granny Smith out, get? Uh, an apple got an optimal apple got 10 out of 10 pineapple, 1.5 out of five. Doesn't look like an apple. doesn't taste like an apple. Uh, apple pie was 3.14 out of five. Um, and, uh, potato, one, four out of five. And, a, and a potato was five out of five, but only in French. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you Ethan, for that wonderful hilarious. apple review uh we That's do great. enjoy our apple reviews so um yeah rate us everywhere so, our 50th uh, apple review have we hit 50 yet i we've hit more I, I, I don't keep track anymore yes we have more than 50 but i can't track down who the people are because it, they don't have like i can't say like yeah. you can't find out who the people are like it's not <laughs> yeah. um it's a mystery yeah, so that's all I got for this week. Until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.